The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. And uh, it's a brand new episode. The name of the episode is Jerkery. Uh, hi, it's Carrie. Uh, listen, uh, several things you need to know about this episode. Uh, first of all, well, hey, Kiki is back. Our good friend Kiki is joining us. Nice to have some estrogen in the basement, so that's good, right? Um, oh, Jimmy's got some celebrity interviews. That's good, too, right? He's going to be interviewing the uh, cast and creators of uh, Coco, the new Pixar movie, so stay till the end for that. Uh, he'll review it here at the beginning of the show. Uh, he's got the directors and creators. He's also got Benjamin Bratt, uh, Gail Garcina uh, Bernth- Bernal, yeah, and Anthony Gonzalez, voice actors. Also, um, the director of Mudbound, another movie that uh, Jimmy is uh, going to interview people. Carrie Mulligan, Mary J. Blige, and Garrett Hedlund in uh, Mudbound, uh, which is he also reviews at the beginning of the show here. So stay till the end for the celebrity interviews. We make you listen to the whole show for the celebrities because... That's just the way we are. So that's good, right? Well, we're going to start off the segment talking about all the bad shit that's happening. Uh, sorry, it's about sexual harassment, uh, specifically in the geek entertainment community and some of the things that are going on around that. But uh, but then uh, don't worry, we lighten it up after that and, and things get fun again. And Deadpool's in good housekeeping, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> I know, we start a little heavy, but then we lighten things up a bit. So, uh, you know, please and thank you for joining us for uh, Geek Show. Also, uh, at some point in the show, uh, my wife Sue is going to pop in here, and she has a message for you. So, stick around for that. Uh, we want to thank our fine, fine sponsors who pay for this uh, party uh, party for us. Uh, Dr. Bolts, of course, open seven days a week. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake, Dr. Bolts. Also want to thank you to Cabin Fever, serving the Wasatch Front for over 35 years. They want to take a second and say thank you for your continued support. They're in historic Trolley Square at the corner of 5th South and 7th East. Cabin Fever so much more than a geek store. Also our friend Chef Daniel, uh, if you're uh, having groceries, ingredients, and instructions shipped to your home, and you're doing all the work, hey! Why don't you let Daniel do that? I mean, after all, home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are just too busy. And maybe you're looking to change your diet. Daniel can help you. Go to CantusCatering.com. That's C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information about home delivery. Also, Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. BlackVelvetBoutique.com. They're open seven days a week. They're not some porn store or novelty store. They're a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. So ask about their free sex education workshops. Thank you, Dawn and Leah. All right, let's get to this episode. It's called Jerkery. Please to enjoy. And welcome back to the basement. Yeah! Yeah. Mm. I I like what you did with the place. It looked nice in here, man. This shit's shiny. I haven't had a chance to do anything. It's not nearly as cold as I thought it'd be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, well, it was really warm in here earlier, actually. Really? I had to turn the heat off. Oh. Really? That, it, yeah, that vent is either freezing or fire. Huh. Mm, That's I'm why sorry. I'm wearing this denim jacket. 
thought it was going to be code. I thought you were wearing it for the style. You, you got to see this. Dog, you, just dog, dog, you look like you write a, wrote a screenplay. Like, but it look, a good one, though. Mm. <laughs> a good one. Gary, you just sounded like an elderly gentleman complaining it's on about spec. the thermostat at the rest home. Yeah. I like the see Johnny, I like the Johnny Cash. I sure it's fire. No, it's I like the, the Johnny Cash t-shirt Shannon's wearing. God fucking Willie Nelson, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell do you... I was, I was playing. Oh, God. I, no, I you weren't. No, you, you want a bet? I know Johnny Cash versus Willie Nelson. Name one on. Johnny Cash song. Uh, Ring of Fire. Man, that's some bullshit. That, every white <laughs> dude come up with that shit. Name another one. A deep cut. Uh, Ring of Fire. <laughs> See? Well, name one Willie Nelson song. Oh, I don't listen to Willie Nelson, but I know what you he looks shouldn't. like. You <laughs> shouldn't. You're right. You shouldn't. I see well, him on TV you, sometimes. You're wrong. <laughs> no, you should listen to all the Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson's good. Yeah, you got the beard for it. Yeah, you that's might actually. True. He's uh, an American treasure, you know. You might have a <laughs> Willie Nelson. Huh. Well, he's, he's America's eccentric grandpa. I like, <laughs> I like that you said deep cuts. <laughs> deep cut. I, I remember him from the Dukes of Hazard movie. Who, uh, Willie Nelson? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was... Uh, uh, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Grandpa Duke or something like that? Grandpa Duke. <laughs> I'm glad I wore this uh, conversation. Was it David Duke? Wayne <laughs> Sure, Duke. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go around. Lee, <laughs> what the hell is happening with the restaurant? Oh, what restaurant? Your, your fresh oh. restaurant, your fresh compassionate eatery. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the feeling that I get. There, there. I, I mean, people keep asking me about a restaurant. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's back when there were the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, yeah. I e oh. e i. So Mandela. Uh, long, long story short, we we closed the restaurant. So um, the 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 yeah, it's it's closed. It is closed. It's closed. Okay, so. they shuttered it. Yeah, we well, we plastic wrapped it. Because um, people ask me, and I was like, well, he was talking about closing part of it and then closing yeah. all of it. I don't so know with we, Lee from day to we, day. We, no, neither does Lee. So uh, <laughs> Lee might Lee might be actually out of his mind. I'm not sure, but we'll find out next time I see him. Uh, so <laughs> Spoiler alert. The, <laughs> He's out of his fucking mind. The restaurant was uh, what we lovingly refer to in, in the biz as uh, a really big fucking anchor. That mm. was pretty much drowning everything around ah, it. So, okay. it's, is that, it's is a, that a Johnny Cash song? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, the truth, truth is that restaurant just to break even need to make about twelve thousand a month, and let that number sink in Holy for a minute. Cow. So, and uh, we have in the last two months in Salt Lake City had three or potentially four other vegan restaurants open, and whenever that happens, people get excited. They go mm-hmm. to those restaurants, right. try, try the new out. stuff. Yeah. I don't hit my twelve thousand dollar goal that I need to make to uh, to break even to pay the bills. So. The jerky on the other side of it, that business cost me about $5,000 a month to run. So, All right. Simple math. I can see where you're going. Yeah. And the lady that uh, that bakes out of our space, she needed more space and she was getting ready to move out. But we made a deal that she takes over half the operating costs of the space that we're in. So we are opening another store in that location. Mm. You can pick up the baked goods that we always had. And some of the stuff that we used to have in the restaurant, not, not any of the hot food, but like if you want... Some of the salads that we've got, mm-hmm. we'll have them there in a little fridge. And then, of course, the jerky and some other... You know, it's, it's basically going to be like a vegan convenience store. Oh, okay. okay. And we're calling it the Vegan Agenda. Okay. So, because that's funny and it makes me laugh. Because, <laughs> well, seriously, you, you read articles about the Vegan Agenda and be like, I'm sick of people pushing the Vegan Agenda on me. Well, it's like, no, it's just a little <laughs> store. <laughs> you mean? It's harmless. It's just, it's, it's to go. Get some vegan you know? Doritos. They're yeah. delicious. So... Uh, what? That'll yeah, seriously. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be opening up later this week, and uh, Tony's you know it, it could be it could be I'll be looking for for landscaping jobs in a few months. I'm not sure, but it could be that we're we're right on the threshold of where we need to be with the jerky. Like it, I just like you keep saying jerky. It's <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of right 
it's kind of right there, right? So yeah. it it could potentially just explode and be the thing that and I bury need it to you. be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we had we had this Vegas show last weekend and, and we we went there thinking it was a vegan show and we didn't do our homework and it wasn't and we still did phenomenally well. Oh, so good, good. That's kinda where we're at. So if you if you want to support that little venture Thank you. Uh, you can just go to FreshEats.com. You can order directly. We waive shipping costs if you buy a case, or you can check out one of uh, one of the stores in the United States that carries us. So online, you can go to uh, VeganEssentials.com. There's It's All Natural in Columbus, Ohio. We've got, of course, the Bike Doctor in, mm-hmm. in Montana. Bikes! Uh, bikes. Woo! Uh, here in, uh, well, we've got Nooch in uh, Denver. We've got Rabbit Nooch. Food in Austin. And here in Utah, we've got uh, Island Foods in Logan. Uh, we've got Jade Market. Market. Jade Market. We've got our friends over at uh, Watchtower Star Cafe, Cafe. Yep. which, strangely enough, they have the best sells out of anybody. Really? So, yeah, people are like, oh, I'm going to get a latte and some of this vegan jerky. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Liberty Heights Fresh, if you're awesome. in the Sugar House area. All so. right. Well, thank you, Lee. Thank you. Lee George and, Cade, and everyone. Soon, and soon at the Vegan Agenda. Yeah. And soon at the Vegan Agenda. Absolutely. So, uh, And we're giving everybody cool titles, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm master of disinformation. Um, so. <laughs> well, I just want to know if you have a bakery and a vegan uh, jerkery yeah. in the same building. <laughs> jerkery? You, you, don't, yeah. you can't, you can't say that That's what word. I used to call my bedroom when I was 12. <laughs> yeah, you, you, what I wanna, I'm going to retreat to stop the Stop swearing, Tony. <laughs> what I want to know is are we going to have... Jerky flavored cookies or cookie flavored jerky? No, but we do. We now do, you're just being fucking ridiculous. We do have we do have something cool that that our friend Doctor Paul White, uh, regular and faithful friend of the yes. show, uh-huh. uh, he discovered that the stuff at the bottom of the bag there's usually little little crumbles at the bottom of the bag. Sure. Really good on soups and in oh. salads and and all that stuff. So we're taking that stuff that we get, we're putting it. Yeah, we're calling yeah. it shake because anybody who knows what's on the bottom of the bag is yeah. shake. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get it. It's a weed joke. Weed. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, so we're selling, Willie Nelson. Oh. <laughs> so we're okay. selling six ounce bottles of shake. Oh, great idea. So I hope you know. Hopefully that'll get us rated. Cool. Great idea. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out of time. Yeah, um, thanks. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I'll never do that again. No, don't but, no we needed to know because this yeah. was a new, Everybody needed to know. No, and you guys, a new development. Seriously, so. I mean, it's six six years of my life that you know it, it's hard. It's like it was like it was like murdering one of my children. Jesus, <laughs> it was like he smothered your baby. <laughs> Pretty much, but but it was a wild ride though. It was. You know? It was a wild and I'm expensive ride. I am too. <laughs> so thank you guys. All right. Uh, and, and thanks. That's the show. I'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Shannon. Hey. Shannon and I hung out last night. We did. Yeah. It was fun. We, we went were, to the ruin. We were hanging out at Why the Why do I sense that there was something? No, it was just, okay, okay. just a great love in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it was Gina's birthday. Gina's birthday party. Hell yeah. I got drunk. We had cake. Yeah, we did have cake. There was delicious cake. It's a good time. Uh, I got a sponsor for the. Uh, I might be working on some stuff with Ivy from the Boostique. from Boutique as well. Yeah, yeah. she was Ivy's there. Great. She might pro sponsor me on the mm. show. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> on this show. And now, Shannon Bartson brought to you by <laughs> the Boutique. Hi. <laughs> um, I like that. She might help me out with my pub quiz. Prizes for the pub quiz. Yeah, stuff and things. Uh, it's a lucky thirteen. For now. Oh. I don't know. I'm just talking. <laughs> well, we decided we're going to actually be doing it in the uh, vegan agenda. That's right. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> There's plenty of room. <laughs> oh, <But> no. But now. <laughs> Lee. It's okay. <laughs> but for right now, we're at Lucky 13 every Wednesday. Get there about eight at the latest, I would say. 
Oh, yeah. I'm your current champion. That's right. Jimmy went last week. He drove. Mm-hmm. And, I got uh, two answers right, and Ed got like 87. <laughs> you contributed, Jimmy. You That's what counts. It's you a good time. It came off the bench. There you go. Your participant badge is waiting here. <laughs> I had quite a week, so I did pub quiz on Wednesday. Thursday, I went to the uh, best, uh, the, the Utah's best party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the City Weekly Best of. Yeah, yeah we won. Because we won best podcast. Well, we'll, Again. Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, <laughs> but I had I to leave it. early because my... Got it right here. Okay. Uh, because my dates, my dates, they, they got, they went wild and I had to take them home. Really? Yeah. Is that a turkey? Yeah. What that, the fuck was that? that? <laughs> Jimmy, is that room service? Okay. I think some. I think a spaceman just did, killed did Jimmy. Did we lose Jimmy? I yeah. think. I think we that's, may have lost. I think they just got that's beamed the up. Sa- that's the sound of an old landline. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I thought, remember. I thought they... we were on. Yeah, we. Yeah, lost we Jimmy. lost Jimmy. Okay. I, I, I swear to God, he just got killed by a spaceman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a nineteen sixties robot. Just See, I know Jimmy. what happened. Is that his hotel room has two lines. He answered the other one uh, and hung up. Yeah. That didn't know how to work the phone. No. All right. Okay. So anyway, all right. I had to go home early, and then I hung out with you guys last night. Thank you. And I moved, I was good, huh? Because I was sitting, I was like, I was, <laughs> I was good, right? I was sitting up front at first, <laughs> get a gold star. but then I just, I, I, there was, I was too close to microphones and I wanted to go to there so bad. So I moved because I kept yelling and shit. And I thought, I thought Bill was going to come and just punch me right in the kneecap. Cause I always feel re- that way when I'm around Bill. Well, you noticed I kept saying, thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. But then it didn't work because I, I just went back to the back. I was yeah. like, hey! <laughs> I don't need a microphone! <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Jay Whitaker, everyone. Hey, what's up? Good morning, Hi. good afternoon, good evening, uh, and good morrow. Good night. Hey. What's up? Chilling the shit. Mm. Hey, uh, November 18th, come see me at Wise Guys in, the, in Jordan Landing. I'll be doing a show there. One show. I got a lot to talk about. A lot of... Weird shit is going on in my life, and I'm trying to process it, and I don't want to pay for a therapist, so y'all just going to have to sit there and listen to me figure it out. Are you going to talk about that weird shit? Oh, yeah. All oh, that shit. All that's of some it. Good, that's, some, that's some good shit. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of that <laughs> that's stuff. That's a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff that's sneaking into my set, and I'm like, I got to process this. Okay. But, but anyways. What are you guys talking about? We'll, we'll, you'll have to I'll see. Tell you, I'll tell you off mic. But I, I mean, go to the show in Jordan Landing on the 18th. It's the 18th. It's one week from today. That's a teaser. Or, or when we stop for lunch, you could strike up a conversation with that's Jay, right. and I'll bet he'd tell you. I'll tell you all the shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll yeah. I'll share it with the rest of the. I'm not gonna do this on the no, podcast. No, it's a tease for the uh, for the other show. And plus, uh, come on. Follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at it's Jay Whitaker. Uh, I got a website, itsjaywhitaker.com. And then also, this shit I found out I could finally finally talk about. Your boy is getting that Disney money. Oh, you can talk about. I that can now? talk about this now. Oh, yes, good. The, the episodes are out. Uh, season two of Andy Mac. Yeah, yeah. If you watch the show with your kids, your boy is on it. Who's Andy Mac? It's it's a, it's a show. Yeah, I have d- news. You uh, keep going. I'll yeah. find that. Let yeah, me find but that. Um, yeah, like just check me out. On, I'm, I'm I'm on like a few episodes. I get to yell at millennials. It's the greatest day uh, in my life. It's, it's, Everybody it's, else is yelling at millennials. No, but Why these are the young you? ones. These are the youngest well, ones. Those aren't millennials. Are you doing? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, those are different I don't know species. what they are. You darn those are, kids. Those are post millennials, and we don't know what they are because they've had the internet their entire lives. Mm. It's all good. Mm. They are the first generation of the information generation. I'm I'm good with it. But we just call them bloops. Either way. Well, check it out yeah. and go see it. I, know, um, I, know. I can I'm finally can talk about. I'm a millennial too, but I don't. I don't. Every everybody everybody born after 2000 can pilot an Ava suit. That's all I know. So, uh, hi Tony. Hey, I'm gonna find this 
news information. Sorry, go ahead, Tony. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony, or right here on the Gadget Spot, or on uh, uh, or I mean, this is the Geek Show. This is the Geek Show. Sorry, this what? is the Geek Show. Or check me out on the Gadget Spot. Uh, too many, my brain's all kerfuddled. Sorry, kerfuddled. Yeah, kerfuddled. <clears throat> Sorry. Also on on the Gadget Spot is Excitable yep. James. Yeah, Excitable James and uh, Jaron and Owen, where we talk about gadgets, games, and uh, uh, tech. Yes. Yeah. I, I was almost going yeah, to. I was trying to help you out man, there. Are you all right? I need some more caffeine is all. Need, I got, hey. I'm drinking a pitch black Mountain Dew. Will that no, work we, into my system? You got that ring of fire or something going on. <laughs> now we got our friend uh, Kiki has returned, our returning champion. Yay! Hello. And where can we oh. find your stuff? Oh, a little nice I, little false <laughs> you I am on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, uh, cosplayer, gamer, panelist. What, what's the, na- the full name that we look for? Kiki Furio. Kiki Furio. Furia. Right. Furia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You, you almost had a Hermione Granger moment there. Yeah. <laughs> people, people loved uh, Kiki uh, from last time, so we had her, we're going to have her back. And uh, Kari's going to come uh, for the next episode. And, Sweet. And now I got to, yeah. because of this, I got to call Jimmy and get him back now. <laughs> uh, did you find the story you were looking for? Yes, I did. You, you're in Andy Mack, right? Yeah. yeah. Andy Mack, Asher Angel, yeah. Billy Batson, mm-hmm. Shazam. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Ooh. You're working with, yeah. you're, you're with, working with Shazam. With Shazam. No, the kid's got legs. He can. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. That's awesome. I think I saw his screen test. Oh yeah. When he was rumored to be. Yeah. yeah so he he got the part. So he well he's Billy Batson, Zachary Levi, yeah. Shazam. Right. So that's cool. But uh, yeah, so get that's all the, the get all I'm the, telling you, Jimmy got killed by a spaceman. Get all the info. Yeah. Now, see, this is what happened last time. He's staying at the Beverly Hilton. They don't bother answering the phone, you know. <laughs> what? They don't need to answer the phone. Jeez. They're like, who calls they're, us? They're the they're the Beverly. Uh, Jimmy, answer your damn phone. Maybe we'll get the good. Uh, yes, thanks for calling Beverly Hilton. Yes, I need uh, Jimmy Martin in six oh nine. Please. Thank you. Jimmy specifically said, ask for him by name. So makes him feel important. Hi, Jimmy. Don't answer the phone. What the other fuck time. happened? Don't answer the phone when it rings. Well, it, it kind of clicked on its own. Really? Yeah. And then some guy's like, is George there? <laughs> oh, that's code. Oh, idiot. That's code. That that's is code. code. That is code. That bro. is code. You could have had weed in your room. Yeah. Yep. Nope. All right. <laughs> nope. Simple, Simple as that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? Introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. Where, where's your stuff and what are you doing? Oh, watch me on KSL, Big Movie Mouth Off. Listen to me on the Arrow, the Yoga Show, and Geek Show, and read me in Slug. Uh, I am down in Los Angeles. Uh, we are recording this on Saturday. I've been here since Thursday. Wow. And you I, poor guy. I don't leave till tomorrow night. <laughs> Check your privilege, man. What's the temperature? <laughs> Do you hear me complaining? I know. <laughs> I was say, your, your work trips sound way better than my work trips where I go to New Jersey. Head over to, uh, <laughs> head over to Olivera Street and get a taco. Yeah. Oh yeah, go go sometime in the next five hours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yes, three junkets in one weekend. Oh, and and uh, on uh, this episode, at the end of this episode, we're getting the uh, the directors. Is it from uh, Coco Pixar's Coco? Yeah, uh, the directors. Uh, the two of those. It's usually two of those with every animated movie because it's just such a big project. Mm-hmm. That's and then up. you've got uh, Benjamin Bratt, who's a uh, one of the main stars in that one. And then you've got the kid, Anthony Gonzalez. They're paired up together. And then uh, a guy who I like, I'm probably going to butcher his name, Gail Garcia Bernal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did a good job. I know him from a movie called The Science of Sleep, directed by Michelle Gondry, mm. which is a great film that was at Sundance years ago. But uh, and he's also in uh, E2 Mama Tambien. Oh, okay. I've seen that one. Okay. So he's uh, he's Diego Luna's best friend. Is he? Yep. What? And they're all they're all voice actors in Coco. Okay. All right. Yeah. I want to see this. And uh, oh, Jimmy's going to review oh. it for us. He okay. saw it. So. Coco and then, uh, the monkey. You've also got the uh, interviews for the Netflix movie called uh, Mudbound. Mudbound. Yeah. So it, they both come out. Well, Coco comes out the twenty first. Mudbound comes out the seventeenth in select theaters, but you can also watch it just straight up on Netflix. Nice. Huh. So cool. I'll all be right, right now. Uh, I think it may review. I can't remember, but Mudbound. Uh, it's a tough watch. It's absolutely phenomenal, but it's, uh, when you take, in World War II, uh, down in southern Mississippi. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's just say racism. Lots mm. of it. Yeah. Uh, I just came back from there a year yeah, ago. Yeah. Say, well, yeah. I'm sure glad we live in post-racial America. Yeah, that's that good. That shit anymore. doesn't happen no more. Nope, nope, nope. Everything's good, Wait, Mississippi. So you, so you just came back from there, so you're saying nothing's changed since World War II? <laughs> well, I mean, a few things. I got a Dairy Queen now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, can get, you can get Wi-Fi with your racism. Let <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> tweet this out real quick. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, though, Jimmy. So, uh, yeah, Mudbound, it, it's good, though. It's one of those ones that I kind of compare it to, uh, like, Schindler's List. Like, it's a masterpiece, but, like, Dang. yeah, I'm not watching it again anytime no. soon. No. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yikes. It's just not a date movie. <laughs> yeah. Some of those are tough to watch. Yeah, it's... definitely not a date movie. Yeah. Um, do you want to jump into Coco? Do you want to do that later? Or uh, well, to... well, we got you here before you get interrupted by George again. <laughs> let's, uh, George calls again. Yeah, let's, uh, let's have your review of Coco. I, uh, yeah. I know I won't be seeing it because I'll be crying my fucking eyes out. <laughs> I would say this because, uh, well, I will say that yeah, yeah, uh, tears were rolling. But uh, the story is is that uh, Miguel uh, is aspiring to be a musician, but his family has banned music uh, entirely because since his those great, kids died at that dance. <laughs> I was going to say, what is, do they live with the Footloose family? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> his great great grandfather uh, basically walked out on his family, on his wife and child, to go pursue his dreams of being a you know a superstar musician. And he basically became the Mexican version of Frank Sinatra. And so... Sounds like he did a good uh, like, job. You know, m- movie star, you know, playing Vegas shows kind of thing. Okay. And uh, so he, he made his dream, but his wife was like, don't ever come back here. And, and that's why they hate music, because he pursued this dream. And so now every generation after it is not allowed to play music. Well, Miguel is like, I've got this dream. I'm going for it. And so his grandmother smashes his guitar. So he goes and takes... What he finds out is that uh, the superstar is act- who he admires is actually his great great grandfather. Wow! And so, so he steals this guitar at the memorial of his of his great great grandfather's you know uh, mausoleum, and ends up transporting him to the other side uh, for the Day of the Dead, and puts him into the land of the dead. Whoa! And so, so you get all that to get. All that great uh, imagery of the, uh, yeah. of the of the sugar skull type arts and right. all of that. Uh, Oh, it's, like, absolutely gorgeous. The colors are so vibrant. And that's the thing, too. We saw it in 2D. I was like, please, for the love of God, say you're not going to make a seat in 3D. Because, like, with colors like that, I don't want sunglasses on. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It'd be too much. And so, uh, but yeah, so he's got to get permission uh, from a dead relative uh, to get back to the other side before the sun comes up or he's going to be stuck there forever. And so you've got just 
such Mexican culture, like everything, you know, just from the, the visual aspects of it to the music, it is so fucking good. And like, uh, you will, uh, that's my first question to the directors. I said, what's the superpower behind Pixar directors to make grown men cry in theaters? Yeah, because that's what they got. <laughs> that's why I can't see their movies in theaters. Yep. I have to wait. I got to wait. Yeah, he was a mess after Bugs Life. <laughs> Jimmy. As we were all walking out, everybody was like, did you cry? Did you cry? And I was like, fuck yeah, I did. I have a fucking heart. Okay? <laughs> Jimmy, that movie, not sounds fucking a, dead inside. that movie sounds a lot like uh, the Book, Book of, of Life. Life to me. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Which I also loved. If you haven't seen that, you should see Yeah, it. that's also Day of the Dead yeah. uh, centric. I'll, I'll say Toro. this, though, because Kat goes, is, is bad as Inside Out. I go, is not as bad as Bing Bong. Oh, oh Bing Bong oh, God. fucking killed me. Inside I'm glad out. I didn't see. I saw Inside Out at my house. I oh. never watched it in a the theater. I warned everybody. Because that's the <laughs> I said this is going to hurt the box office, but goddamn it, see it at home alone. I <laughs> saw Inside Out. Yeah, I remember when when Carrie, when you and I saw Inside Out, and you and I were sitting next to each other before the movie started. Right when the the lights went down, you go, "Well, I'll see you later." And went back to the far back row. I went, I went up to the back row, went up to the fucking back row by myself. I saw, I saw Inside Out with my family, like my son and my ex-wife, all got together on Father's Day. Oh, and just. Oh, Holy what a ter- shit! That was a terrible idea. It was a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. That's the only movie I think I cried on. Like the one so, Pixar uh, like movie that I, I think like, it's easily oh, the best cheers. animated movie of the year. Oh, that's uh, great. I mean, it's fucking Pixar. You can't. You really can't fuck with them. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad they did it. I. I think that's a. It's a great subject matter, and it's something that uh, people need to learn more about. The uh, yeah, uh, I mean it. It's a great, uh, you know, lesson in, in Mexican culture. Yeah, the whole Day of the Dead celebration thing is is not what you think it is. Yes, nope. and, and this nope. movie apparently this movie explains it really well and it makes you realize, hey, you know, what? we should do that. You know, the kids at the set are pretty excited about it. Oh, yeah, really? That's cool, what, man. That's good. What's interesting about this too is that it's the last movie that is not a sequel with Pixar till twenty twenty. Whoa! Oh my! Everything from now till the end of you know to the end of the teens. It's all sequels. Sequels and whatnot. Well, one of, one of those is uh, Incredibles 2, right? Yes. I think so. That's all I care about. And, uh, yes. I think Ratatouille the Revenge is coming out. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I want that. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> I loved Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatouille. I think it's probably Toy Story 4. We are getting Toy Story 4. I, I don't know if I want that. I'm, I agree. I know. I, think that's, I mean, it would probably yeah. be good because it's Pixar, but like, it ended on such a good note. It really did. Say, that's almost a perfect trilogy, though. Yeah. Those three yeah. movies. I'm like, why did I let it go. Like, going. when I watched Toy Story 3, I was like, I'm, I'm good peace. with this. I'm yeah. at peace. And if the way they ended it was perfect. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it looks passed like, along to a younger generation. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. And well. it's the prequel to the forty year old virgin. That's all Toy Story Three is. <laughs> I oh my God. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. I think you're right. Go and watch that movie again. It's the prequel to the forty year old virgin. All right. Well, well thank uh, yes. Well the other movies I see out here, uh Karen and I were talking about before, uh, The Star. I finally yeah. saw a commercial for that. Uh, I've never yesterday. Heard, never heard of this one. Uh, well, you're gonna have no, to go see it. It's about it. Jesus. It's about Jesus. I've so. never gone to the theater to see any movies about Jesus. Yeah, we're good. I don't. Why, <laughs> why, would, I, why would I start now? I saw that uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I don't one. know what to say to that. Tony. <laughs> what was that Mel Gibson one? Uh, the snuff film of the Christ. Of the Christ. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, the, the blood was a flowing. Yeah, that was really the only Jesus movie you need to see is Life of Brian. Yes, I and mean, that covers it. Covers all of the, all the bases. All. Yeah, yeah. Or the Big Lebowski. 
also, he's, he's uh, not the Messiah. He's a naughty boy. <laughs> he's a naughty boy. Or American gods. Or American the, gods. Towards the end, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Jesus in that. It's all great mythology. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Jesus is. It's Jesai. Jesai. I, I forget my plurals yeah. of the gods. That's good. I'm uh, here. It's fourth grade. Yeah, because plural Buddha is Buddha, but it's not Buddha. Buddha? Yeah. I thought it was Buddha us. Buddha us? Yeah. No. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But I'm, uh, so I'm interviewing Zachary Levi in about. An hour and a half or so. Oh, Shazam. Oh, yeah. Just talk about that. Who's more powerful, Jesus or Shazam? Oh, don't ask him that. Do it. <laughs> That's a good question. Hey, when you ask him how, if he's excited to play the big red cheese. Ask him. That's what, what? They, that, that's what they call him. In, uh, they mm-hmm, used to call him in mm-hmm. uh, Justice League International. Yep. Big red right. cheese. The big ask red him, cheese. Uh, ah, the big red cheese over here. Ask him how big many. Big red cheese? Yeah. Ask him how many dump trucks of cash and Yvonne Stravinsky it would take to get a, a Chuck reunion going. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, yes. After these interviews, then I see that movie called Ferdinand with the Bull. Oh yeah. Oh, I interview. Yeah. Uh, I interview John Cena. Oh. Oh, he's nice. the, yeah. He's he's one of the voices in it. Yeah. He's the voice so. of the bull. I think. Is, he, is he the bull? When yeah. you meet him, try not to shake his hand too hard. Because <laughs> when I met that man, he will, I don't want to hurt him. He will crush you. He will crush you. <laughs> also, Nicest guy though. Also remind him. Sir, if I wanted to see your dick, I will ask you. <laughs> right. Which which leads me to all the shit. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what I said off there. Okay, it's, it's getting to the out here with all this shit going on too. Yeah, it's just gross. Okay, I'm gonna talk now, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Classic Shannon. <laughs> no, it's getting to the point where every time I see uh, a a, a, cele- a male celebrity that I like. Trending on uh, any social media, I'm like, oh fuck! I hope they fucking died. Mm-hmm. I hope they died, and then I, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you guys can see this because this is all stories. Yep. Everything in your hands right now. Is- and this isn't Louis C.K. Yeah. This isn't Judge Ratner. Roy Moore. This is all geek centric. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. These yep. are all geek. Is it, is it the Ellen Page? Is one of them the showrunner got, from yeah. all the CW shows? Uh, we got uh, Andrew Kreisberg, yep. who is uh, executive producer of uh, Supergirl, Flash, uh, Arrow. Uh, Arrow. He has been suspended by producers, Warner Brothers TV group, over allegations of a sexual harassment. Uh, by lots of people. The studio behind the Greg. He's, he's like Greg Berlanti's right hand man. Yeah. And. Um, so he's been uh, 19 men and women. Wow. All of whom all of whom have uh, chose to remain anonymous have come forward. And uh, so he is uh, he is suspended right now. Uh, he says I have made comments on women's appearances and clothes in my capacity as an executive producer but they were not sexualized. And uh, Berlanti, you know, it's 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 going to be tough for them cuz mm-hmm. he he does a lot of the work on all of those DC superhero shows. So there's that one, George Takei. Yep. Yep. If you heard about I this, saw one. That I saw this that this morning, morning and I was like, "What, what the fuck?" fuck? Yep. Yeah. Uh, former uh, model and actor accusing uh, George Takei of sexual assault back in '81. <sighs> uh, Scott R. Brunton is his name. He was 23 at the time of the incident. Uh, says that uh, he was just talking with Takei, and they went at a bar, and they got to know each other, and. Went back to his room and he passed out and woke up and Takei was doing things. Jeez. And 
uh, Takei denied the allegations. The events he describes back in 1980 simply did not occur. I do not know uh, why he has claimed them now. I have racked my brain to ask if I remember Mr. Brunton. I cannot say I do. Right now it is a he-said-he-said situation over alleged events 40 years ago, but uh, those that know me understand that uh, non-consensual acts are so antithetical to my values and my practices. The very idea that someone would accuse me of this is quite personally painful. Then there is uh, an editor at DC Comics, Mm -hmm. Eddie Berganza. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy, three women, two on the record, one unnamed, share allegations in a story published Friday. Um, Apparently this guy has has been a problem for DC Comics for a while. Uh, it, it, I mean, there's details here. But, but he uh, still worked there. Yeah, he's, he worked there. They knew Bullshit. about it, and they, they let him They knew about it. They, they, they demoted him from you know this editor to a lower editor, but, but they kept him around. Uh. Uh, so that's under investigation. And then Ellen Page today, uh, Brett Ratner. X-Men. Uh, on the uh, set of X-Men Last Stand. For some reason, this one did not shock me at all. Yeah, because we, we've heard... We, it was like, oh, what? Jeremy yeah. Piven's a creep? Exactly. You know, <laughs> Yeah, Ratner, it was not a surprise. But when you hear the, about the things that he was doing, it's just shitty. And Anna Paquin has uh, said, yes, all of this happened. I saw yeah. it. Uh, Ellen Page on the set of uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Bratner saying... He looked at a woman standing next to me, 10 years my senior, pointed to me and said, you should fuck her to make her realize she's gay. Uh, and she was... Uh, wow. Yeah. Nothing like being outed to the whole world. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and at the time, Ellen writes here and says, uh, at the time I, I, I thought I might be gay, but I wasn't out. Yeah. And I was, I was pretty sure I was, but I wasn't out. And, and, and that didn't help any. And then there was a whole bunch of other incidents that she talks about, not just Ratner, but... Uh, but other people, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, all of the stuff you like. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's my theory of the, <clears throat> we got shoved into the cancer verse. I, you know, this is the worst time, the darkest timeline. Well, yeah, uh, that people have always been shitty. We're just at a point where people are realizing that they can actually stand up and say something about it, and they might yeah. be listened to. Bill Cosby wasn't yeah. overnight a sexually uh, sexual offender. No. Bill Cosby, there there were stories of his misconduct going on for decades and it wasn't until people started listening to the to the people accusing them and and that's kind of our, our culture we think if we like somebody if we enjoy somebody's work then then it's a it's a judgment on us if that person turns out to be a bad person so yeah it's difficult if you really like bill murray and then you find out that bill murray's got some oh, don't say god damn it <laughs> look it up it's not good cat mm-hmm. put a thing on facebook this morning where it says uh Several women have come forward to say that Tom Hanks, and I was like, no, no, (laughs) no, and they said, is a very nice guy, and I was like, oh, thank God. There's an Onion article that says, (laughs) Hollywood reels in shock, wants to know who's next after Tom Hanks murders five people in plain daylight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, don't don't worship these people. Yeah, that's the truth right there. Just like the work. Not to worship them, but every time I see these stories, though, maybe it's the southern gentleman in me. Whatever happens, just keep your fucking hands to yourself. No Thank kidding. You. No kidding. Thank no. you. Like, I don't get it. It's just so fucking, like, disgusting. I well, was just so shocked, like, reading. I'm just like, really? This is, like, one, I don't know what to think. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is happening. And then, two, I'm like, oh, whose ass do I need to kick right now? Because, like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously? And it's gonna and, and it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. They're, like, I mean, like, we're, you wake up now. 
you, you, there's going to be another celebrity. Like, we just know that this is going to start, ha- which is, it's a good thing. It's good that, like, this, the, that it's people, coming out. That it's coming out. It's yeah. shitty that it's happening, but right. it's, 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 well, it needs to stop. It's, well, yeah. And it that's needs to stop. To say, this is the, sh- what's shitty about this is it's actually, it, it's, ta- it's going to take this for guys to start thinking about their actions. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't give think, a shit before I don't think, this. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that they, they think about it. And don't go the Mike Pence route and be like, I will only spend time with a woman if the, if my wife's with me, because yeah. that's bullshit. That he doesn't means, call his wife, call his mommy. Means, uh, mommy. Yeah, that, that's, just, that's just bullshit. That's you not <laughs> trusting circumstances. Have, have your friends that are women, but just realize that that's, that's not for you. That's... Mm-hmm. They're there for themselves, and if you're their friend, then you're going to fucking mind your manners and hang out and, and enjoy their company, and uh, don't be an asshole. I mean, well, I've been teaching my, my, uh, the kids at the SEV about a little word uh, called integrity. Yeah, yeah. it's a great you word. I mean? a, they teach that the, in school still? One, one of the Air Force well, core trying. values. I'm yeah. trying real hard, Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the Louis C.K. news this week was, was difficult to hear. But I mean, even though we had known about it, because you know we we have been told we we have a friend who told us. Yeah, about we have a friend today. who told us. Um, this, and like this was like two years ago, a couple of years ago, yeah. yeah. And but it was just seeing it in print. I don't know. I just I mean it was it was hard to hear when we heard it. Right. Kind of. It's like no, no. no. But yeah. On the other hand, but seeing uh, it in print, it was not not to give anybody kudos because frankly, no one deserves kudos in these kind of situations. But uh, if you are somebody who has been uh, accused of of misconduct. Um, Please look at Louis C.K.'s statement mm-hmm. and realize that that's what you need to do is basically come forward. Oh, you mean Unless, like, a, like an actual apology? Yeah. Well, yeah. Own up to it. Uh, own up to what you did. Be sincere about it. Admit that you made some mistakes. Don't throw... Unless you actually have some sort of uh, mental mental issues that, that cause you to behave in that way. Don't try to say that you're going to get treatment. Don't Kevin Spacey your way out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't blame your, your uh, sexual identity for the reason why you acted in that way. Um, just just own up to it and maybe retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't do it again. Don't yeah. Stop. Yeah, that, well, that's that, like and this stop. shit with Louis CK really fucked him quick, didn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mighty like he quick. Had, well, the, a movie was supposed to come out this weekend and done. done. Uh, we'll never see it. FX has cut ties. Done. Yeah. Well, well, not not FX, HBO. F- FX is still oh, not are they sure. Still on the no, I saw it this morning. I thought FX cut ties Did they? this morning. I saw yeah. this morning. Oh, FX is done. They're and done. They HBO, cut ties. HBO two yep. as well. But but, but FX, but. what about all those shows with all those other people? I mean, because he's got baskets he's producing. Well, he's, he's got, just not allowed to be a producer on it anymore. They've removed yeah. him as yeah. producer. Yeah. Yep. Wow, I don't know how you do and, that. And the lady from that was what's her name? Pamela Adlon. Yeah. Better thing. She came out and she's she's just like sad and well yeah because she yeah. he he is you know helped with her career so much right. same, same with tig same with tig nataro mm-hmm. yeah that's right but you know uh you can it's also kind of nice that some of these companies are taking it seriously i mean reshooting yeah. all of kevin spacey's scenes with yeah. uh, christopher Plummer. that's amazing that's insane yeah just saying yeah. no he's toxic we're done and, and killing frank underwood outright he's just yeah. done not that on house of cards done. anymore yeah and uh Cool. So maybe that's what we need to do, and maybe that's the maybe that's the uh, the the warning shot that says to anybody else that's out there thinking, "I'm going to grab this lady's ass," or "I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to hang out with this 14 year old boy and see what happens." Maybe that's the thing you go. If if you don't have the personal code of ethics, if you don't have that yeah. that switch that says that that morality that says you shouldn't, uh, perhaps knowing that your career is going to go to shit. I mean, that really sucks that you have to say, "Well, think of your career, yeah, right. Joe." Right. Um, but yeah. 
Think about it. But, well, I, no. but okay, I, I read like the Brett Ratner stuff, though, and, the, and Ellen goes into great detail. Look it up. It's, it's disturbing. Look it up only if you can handle it. Yeah. And I just think to myself, how does a person think that this is okay? Yeah, that's what I've always wondered, I too. mean, what did your mother teach you? you it's, know? Just like, it's a power trip. It's, it's His mother it. didn't teach they, him jack shit about yeah. gay people. Uh, yeah. How is it that you know you get to a point where you're like, I can do this. There's no consequences, yeah. and it doesn't make me feel bad. And it's like, how can you live like that? Well, you if know? you live, if you live in a certain a certain sphere of success, no one tells you no anyway. So uh, you know, you, you yeah, spend enough of your life. But still. Rat, Ratner's Ratner's been at the top of his game. I mean, it's, whether we, it's just terrible. A, a young girl, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, and I, was, oh. I was gonna like, it was it was like five months ago. I went and saw. Um, a show at uh, the depot, mm-hmm. and you know, like so, and I'm leaving, right? And uh, this girl hits us. It's like, hey, come here. And I walked over to her. And you know how I usually wear, you know, unless I'm wearing my really jean Nelson, jacket. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I usually wear those uh, cowboy shirts with the snaps. All right. This complete stranger. And I walk up, and she just grabs my shirt and goes, Bruh! and rips it open. Rips it open. What? And I'm standing there, and like, first of all, I'm just embarrassed. Yeah. You know? And I'm just in shock that somebody would think that was fucking okay. And I'm like, butting up my shirt, and I'm just screaming. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, if I would have done that to you, I would have got my fucking ass kicked by like 30 people in here. You know? And it's just like, so it's just another example. It's like, just gross people. But I, and I, I can't I, imagine, I was going to say to you, Kiki, I... I think you're so brave to even do cosplay. Well, cosplay and online gaming, frankly, because I don't go online gaming for for the reason of those abusive little fucks out there. But you built, you know, if you want to see the state of America, Mm. go play some online games. You built a, you you Mm. did find that workaround though, because you have a group you game with, right? I do have a group I game with. And And it's such a, like, it was the best experience I've had gaming in in a very long time because. Frankly, I can I can barely go on Call of Duty without getting called the N word for it's the second people hear my voice and deduct that I'm black. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's just like holy shit. And so like it, it actually felt good because I never play my games because of that shit. But, like, mm-hmm. like Jimmy said it best. You want to hear the state of America? Play an online game. Well, I was gonna right. ask you, Kiki. Like, how on guard? Yeah. How on guard are you when you do cosplay? Like, is there just a? Because I know you love it, mm-hmm. you enjoy it, but there's also got to be this ah oh, fuck ah oh, fuck kind of. Under there a little bit? There is and there isn't. Um, I, I guess we're here. I'll say it like this. I've, I'm, a, I'm an individual. <laughs> I'm not like most women. <laughs> right. um, I will beat the shit out of somebody quick. Right. <laughs> so um, I have a temper on me and whatnot. And so like, I don't know. Like, I mean, my cosplays, I feel like, first of all, aren't revealing a lot right. of stuff. I, I think a lot of my cosplays come from I'm walking with my head held high I am confident I do feel sexy and whatnot and so taking pictures with people who ask like you know if I feel certain vibe and whatnot I go with that gut instinct and I don't want them necessarily to touch me for the photo hey let's do an action pose together like right. there's there's little tips and tricks on how to do that so, we, so, so we shouldn't put our arms around you or anything like that like I that's pref- probably a good rule I prefer <laughs> personally not if I'm if I'm getting a creepy vibe mm, okay. <laughs> that's that's just a an individual thing like you know you'll know if you yeah. a woman's 
So know, like you, to yeah. me, you'd be like, you, you're, why don't you just get that well, back in the background? No, I think that I've no. seen it happen. I've seen I've seen guys where they they and guys there are some guys that are really great about it and they just say what what type of pose do you want to do? Right, and that, right, and that's such a great question. And like I have just this approach to like mm. when people come up and they're talking to me about my customs. Oh, I love Bishop or whatever, mm. and I'm just like, well, engage in that conversation. So then all of a sudden that interaction right there has kind of humanized, settled, almost like yeah, a, humanized yeah. it and whatnot. So I don't mind maybe if I put my hand on their shoulder and whatnot and we're like kind of close for an, a picture but if I get any other kind of creepy vibe I'm more of like hey let's do an action pose together like come on like mm-hmm. um, so there's just like yeah these tips and tricks and whatnot but I feel for what you were saying Shannon yeah. like I don't know how for some women who do expose their bodies like yeah. I think they get way worse situations yeah. than I sure. will ever I've get seen it. I, I dated somebody who was a cocktail waitress at a club downtown yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the early 90s and her yeah, job got that place huh? yeah her, mm-hmm. her job was to wear like lingerie and sell drinks yeah holy crap uh, it got to a point you know I'm I'm pretty open with things like I'm not a, a possessively jealous person but I would get mad because she was getting groped constantly all night long and when I'd get mad about people like oh you're just jealous because she's your girlfriend I'm like no I'm I'm pissed because people she's a, aren't yeah, recognizing she, her body autonomy she's a and, person right. yeah. yeah and just because the job says you're wearing this outfit doesn't mean that it's you know it's it's all hands on deck that's right. just bullshit yeah and, and I, mean, I think I, I would recommend is just because I feel like I mean we've heard tons of stories I, I've read lots of things of women taking advantage of at cons and when they're in cosplays and whatnot women need to be more vocal right then and there you don't just let it happen and then all of a sudden like you know you're just like yeah there's a shock factor like Mm -hmm. take a minute but you need to follow up and go and say something to somebody asap like i think that's going to happen more now yeah yeah like i mean i think for me one of the (laughs) I'm a t- six foot black woman, so I don't think anybody's gonna <laughs> fuck with me like that, especially if I'm wearing heels. Um, they're gonna be like, no. <laughs> but like, I, I follow up immediately, and I have supporter friends that are always with me online stuff. Mm. I found these guys that I did not know, but these just happen to be genuine, cool guys that treat me with respect, well, and we've got each other's back, and so we're an awesome clan, and so we attack together. Gotta have a clan. Have, well, gotta have, have a clan. clan. Guardians of the Ghetto. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy and Dorian. And What's Daniel. up, they, 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 they the shit. I love <laughs> Guys. I love playing Overwatch. With those I, guys. I got I got to see something good come from all of this. Strangely enough, last you, night it was. You guys, you mentioned uh, you know like revealing clothes and stuff like that. I'll say right now in the industry that I'm in, not even like you know actors and stuff like that. Like what I do personally, I've seen and heard stories of the older generation treating young girls coming in and doing what I do, just reporting, mm-hmm. and they circle around them like fucking vultures. I've, I've heard the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what they do is fucking disgusting. And I think it's this old school Hollywood mentality of, you know, women are less than, and you know, you're here for my we, consumption. We well, guys can do whatever we want. You well, know, sugar, I, like you know, it's like wrong, so stupid. Well, no, what I think it is is it's just not just Hollywood. I think. Well, Everything like, it was like old school mentality of like yeah. guys, it's okay to do this, and ladies were like, "Well, I guess this is just the way it is, and we'll just yeah. deal with it." Well, you know I've, what I mean? And I've seen it in years for radio. It's, it's the Burt Reynolds Sally Fields conundrum. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what, what were you going to say? In the well, we'll uh, wrap la- this la- up. last night, I was at my my game store. I was over at Shiv Games doing my thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's become my my personal uh, my meditation lately. Is, Where? is it's a cool game shop down in Midvale. They're like on okay. 9th West and 48th South. But uh, great guys. They, they're they really super laid back. But one thing I noticed is after like my fifth night of hanging out, you know, go there Friday nights and paint and play games or whatever, 
I realized there's no women here. And so last night, the strangest thing happened. And I think it's a byproduct of what's going on socially. Uh, there's eight of us sitting around in a circle at a table. And we're just talking about movies and about things. And we're painting miniatures. And we're talking about games. And one of the guys there goes, yeah, I, I think my, my girlfriend really enjoyed it here tonight. Because it was basically hanging out craft night, right? So... And it turned into a two-and-a-half-hour-long conversation about things we've witnessed as, as people who play games, uh, the women that used to come and hang out at the shops who got harassed by men or who got groped or who at conventions got, got uh, um, basically mansplained out of enjoying the game anymore. Or gatekeep- yeah. We see a lot of gatekeeping yeah, we, in, in, yeah. in any geek culture thing. And so it turned into a two-hour-long conversation of, how do we change this? There's eight dudes sitting around a table saying, how do, we, how do we change the game industry mm-hmm. where, where, you know, it's not just the geek industry. It's not just comic shops that try to tell your 16-year-old kid that she doesn't understand Spider-Man or, you know, or Deborah Jensen's case where she had to go to five different comic shops before she found one that didn't treat her like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of pervasive in geek culture. And how do we change that? You know, because it's not all going to be like in your case where you found your clan and you, right. you've got your group of people you can geek out about Cowboy Bebop with. Right. Uh, we, we as a culture need to realize that... We're keeping that door closed, and, yeah. and we're not doing ourselves any favor by doing that. But the key in your story, the key point right there, and I was just talking about this with uh, Neff mm-hmm. um, yesterday. Oh, Mike Neff? Yes. Great guy. Shout out to that dude. Yeah. I was just talking about this with him at Cosplay Karaoke last night, that it's not enough to just sit back and be like, oh, that's an issue. Yeah. Oh, that's a problem. Oh, acknowledge that. Okay, but what are we going to do and about it? find a solution. <laughs> Start and, yeah. putting solutions that's, into that's, practice. That's basic first aid, right? Right. Address the issue. <laughs> Find help. Like, <laughs> if you got a solution, like, stand up and start pushing that yeah. damn solution. Yeah. Like, don't just be like, oh, well, yeah, that that sucks. That happens. No. Yeah. I, I, I am part of a I'm part of a hobby that I fucking love. And I, I think of so many people that I know, men and women both, who would right. probably love to sit down and spend a few hours painting a miniature or building cool old gothic ruins. Right. And I'm like, why, why, why wouldn't we want to just open this door up to people? And because right. you know what we lose with video games, we lose that physical physical interaction that we need. Mm-hmm. That's why this is so integral for all of us. Because I'll stay home if I don't yeah. come here, Me right? Too. So that that physical interaction. Carrie's still staying home. home. I'm already here. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's like he just brings the party to his house. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, because we got to wrap this up. I promise that the next part of the show will be will be fun, and we're going to talk. We, we are going to talk about more business, but it's good stuff that's coming. Yeah, okay. We, I mean, we have to. Talk and we have about that, but. We had uh, but the best rule of thumb I saw regarding this, uh, the Louis C.K. thing specifically, and uh, here's a good rule of thumb, guys. Just remember, if she wants to see your dick, she'll ask. Okay? Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Boom. All right. After, After these, these messages, messages, we'll be right, right, back. Back. right back. Jimmy, you offbeat like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> boy. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my 
myworkoutbuddysLC or email me, myworkoutbuddysLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says, hey, you'll get half off of your first session, myworkoutbuddysLC. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Cabin Fever is Salt Lake's own Chamber of Horrors this season. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, everybody better beware. Coffee books, skulls, decorations on humanity's morbid curiosities. For the 18-plus crowd, volume two of graphic thrills, an in-depth look at adult movie posters of a bygone era. New fully illustrated books on exploitation and horror films of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Fill your cauldron with the right ingredients for all the wizards and witches at your secret gathering this season with recipes from A to Z in the drinking section. New sugar skull hot toddy mugs, monstrous skull and scream votive candles. And for people who don't like to put on creepy crawly makeup and fuss for parties, this Halloween consider brand new nylon masks that fit over your head, breathable, spooky, and quick for a go-to costume. For the kids, be sure to check out the spooky retro candy section filled with treats that you remember from when you were young. In addition, Cabin Fever has toys, Funko figures, lunch boxes, buttons and books, and yes, rubber duckies. Happy haunting from your friends at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square. So much more than a spooky store. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Ugh. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. 
Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. Saturday, October 28th, Dr. Volts is celebrating their 27th anniversary with an epic sale. Everything store-wide will be 20 to 50% off. Go for the door prizes, go for the candy, go for the Halloween Comic Fest free comics. Let's see what's happening at Dr. Volts in the month of October. Get ready for a new dawn, true believers. Marvel Legacy will usher in the dramatic return of dozens of its most beloved heroes, villains, teams, and artifacts in bold stories that will begin the next chapter of the Marvel Universe. And as far as DC goes, in a world where Batman has gone too far, the Joker must save Gotham City. Set in a world where the Joker has been cured of his insanity and homicidal tendencies, the Joker, now known as Jack, sets about trying to right his wrongs. First, he plans to reconcile with Harley Quinn, and then he'll try to save the city from the one person who he thinks is truly Gotham City's greatest villain, Batman. Open seven days a week. Your hold service is free, and with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases over $20 or more, and you get the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. Don't be surprised when you see one of the Geek Show guys there. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. And we're back. Yeah, right. let's talk about homeless pets. Let's. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> Jesus. Hurts me. In the arms of an angel. Let's. Uh, okay. I so, want to lighten it up a little bit. So this, but this, this part of the show will be stuff to look Fluff. forward to. Fluff. This is like the <laughs> this, entertainment yeah, tonight. But it's it's still it's still business stuff. But it's stuff to look forward to. Some, okay. All right. Is your John, John Tash? <laughs> it's Shut a, up. It's some cotton candy for us. First of all. I wouldn't call it cotton candy. It's some Snickers bars. John Tesh was never wearing pants on any episode. First, yeah. first of all, thank you to everyone who voted for this podcast in the City Weekly Best of Utah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they decided to put the podcast category back in. We never know year to we year. We didn't know, so we just assumed. Gonna... We didn't talk about it. No. no. We, we assumed and that they got sick of us winning. Yeah. We, we had a joke going that we were going to ask people to write us in for everything but podcasts. Well, think, like, we um, wanted to be best bar. We wanted to be best place to go on but, a date. Uh, but we won uh, best podcast, and, uh, so, and which is weird because the number three best podcast is a, is a radio show. I don't. What is the Radio West? Yeah, radio. Is Doug Fabrizio? Tell me this notion of podcasts. Um, well, no, it's so uh, funny that you're saying I that. I don't. I don't understand why that is considered a podcast, <laughs> but. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you ever listen to All Things Considered on uh, All Things Considered? Yeah, I'm you know he's going, he's going straight podcast. He's, he's not going to yes. be on the air anymore. I wouldn't be on the air anymore. And I want to say she, the she, S word really bad. And he's just like sitting there on this show yesterday. Yesterday was the last one. He's like, so what can I expect from podcasting? <laughs> and, just, and I'm just like, it was like your grandpa. But you yeah. know, I fucked up at the party. What not the way I usually fuck. Oh, no, yeah, his pants stayed on. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's progress. So. I got to hang out with Jim DeBacchus for a little bit. He's, he's a great, he's great, a great guy. guy. It's, uh, for great those guy. of us who, uh, for those of you who don't live in Utah, he is one of the only. I think he might be the only posi- uh, p- politician here in Utah that doesn't fucking suck. Yes. and embarrass us all the well, time. Well, and he's the only openly gay legislator. Yeah, yeah and he, uh, um, <laughs> but he's, he was he's so a, he's fun. Yeah, he's a and good I was sitting there talking to him, and he radio won, guy actually. Yeah, and he won uh, best Utah this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and he was there at the party, and he was wearing a. A red "Make America Great" hat again, but it was it was all in Russian. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. And uh, you got the Alec Baldwin. Hat. And I sat there, you know, we talked for a little bit, and because I, I saw him at a field trip a little while ago too, and I was so mad 
later in the night because I was like, holy shit, I, I should have told him I'm a former worst Utah. That would have been fun to fucking talk That's about. That's right, because you won worst Utah. Oh, all right. <laughs> He's a good guy. I got uh, to talk to him. We won best vegan jerky. Was there a category? Well, yeah, it was a, it was a staff, staff pick, choice. A staff choice. Oh yeah, yeah. We didn't go because oh. uh, I'm not picking on City Weekly here. But uh, if you win in a food and category, they they expect you to feed everyone, <laughs> bring a bunch of you food. Know, you know who was there? Hmm. The bacon jerky people. The, uh, yeah, made from animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so, kind of, what kind of animal? So I'm glad they brought all of them. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad they brought. I'm glad they brought Tony jerky for 600 people. <laughs> Right. Damn it! <laughs> All right. Okay. Now this is stuff that is going to be affecting your lives down the road. God damn it! But it's it it's good stuff. Oh. Maybe it could be. Yay! Now the first one. I feel like the guy in Alien Three. Rumor control. Rumor <laughs> control. All right. Because I did my I did my deep dive investigative reporting on this one. Uh, the That's whole, why you wear the fancy hat. You are. Thank you. Geeks, Geraldo Rivera. When yeah. he wasn't I've been shooting. sniffing out fake news before you even knew it existed. That's Woo! right. Facts. Yes. Um, Shots fired. This whole Disney may buy Fox thing. All right. Yeah. I'll Which, believe it when I see it. Yeah. That's the attitude you should be taking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. You have learned well, my son. Yeah. Uh, that is the deal. Now, mm-hmm. what this involves is the entertainment division. Because, and again, you can do your own deep dive. I suggest The Hollywood Reporter. They've got some really good extensive reporting on this. It involves a a Saudi prince. It involves the broadcast news standards in Britain Hmm. and about how Rupert Murdoch wants to take the news division and leave the entertainment division because he wants to control, you know, what voices are heard and what are not, which is another thing which would be bad. But it would be great for geeks, because then the X-Men could play with the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... I kind of don't want this to happen. I'm rooting against it, yeah. personally. Because I, I don't want <laughs> that whole news division mm-hmm. to sing with that same sickening yep. voice. So you care you know? more about the fate of the world than uh, getting to see uh, Captain America punch Wolverine? I know, that's crazy. also the fate of the world as well. <laughs> I know it's a crazy idea, right? I mean, it's it, <laughs> he needs to buy Sky News. And that's all part of the deal because his Fox shows are being banned in Britain because mm-hmm. they have standards over there. Because they're bullshit. Not they, their standards. They but specifically, the, show. the British say specifically that Hannity and Tucker Carlson are too biased to be broadcast. Mm-hmm. So Rupert Murdoch wants to buy all the news things so he can do it himself. Uh-huh. And Sky News is not necessarily regulated like the BBC is. So if you get Sky News and it's all part of that, right. it's a whole thing. But basically, Tony's take, I'll believe it when I see it. It could be bad. It could be good. I don't. It would be neat. It would be neat. Yeah. yeah. But we got to think about the bigger picture. Exactly. And if it doesn't happen, just can someone please just save the X-Men? Like, I can't. All the well, X-Men movies just hurt my heart. Do you watch <laughs> the... Um, the Gifted. The Gifted? Or Legion? I haven't, I'm, that's on my list. Legion it's, and Gifted, yeah. I, I did see Legion. Legion was yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, I think Gifted is the most X-Men-y X-Men thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I really want to start. I agree. I, like, and, th- and that's kind of why I just don't want this to happen. Like, kind of wish Two that. years ago, I, I wanted Avengers and X-Men on screen right. fighting each other. But now I'm just like, I like the fact that FX has what they're mm-hmm. doing with the X-Men. and Because we get this... You get to expand and all this shit, and we get to 
it's and, more of an, under a microscope. And I can't wait to see New Mutants, man. That looks yeah. like a goddamn I, yeah. I wanna, Freddy Krueger made a yeah, superhero movie. I want to dive a little deeper into that. Demon like, Bear. Mm. Demon Bear. Is that going to be a series? Yeah, no, it's a movie. That's a movie. It's a, it's a three movies. Three New three, Mutants three, three, horror movies. What about yeah. the Runaways? Is that a series? That is a series. But on, that's Marvel. Yeah. That oh, that's Marvel. Marvel's okay. doing Marvel. And, oh, and I'm, that's a bad, on, I'm a bad geek. And that's on Hulu. Yeah, that's a Hulu exclusive. That's a Hulu show. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a and movie starts, by them. It or starts pretty soon, what? actually. So mm. I was I'm, really surprised. And who has Hulu? You Lou have Hulu. I do have Hulu. I have Hulu as well. All right, so you need to watch that for me. I will. No, I'll give you the code. I mean, I, I swap codes with all the people. Oh, okay, thank you. I'll, I got the Lifetime channel and all that shit. I'll um, do the same thing I do for you every time I have to transcribe a show for you. I'll do it in puppet form. You do, and yeah. a wonderful job yeah. always. Yeah, and I'll bring that <laughs> Japanese drum group. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, so there's that going on. That's now, the fate of the world. Disney uh, buying Fox. Now, the other thing is Disney and this whole streaming service. Because boy, they made some announcements this week. They made week. some big announcements this week, uh, and I'll, and we'll get to that other big mm. one. But hmm. this whole streaming service, they announced that they're going to uh, create a new Marvel series hmm. and a Star Wars series, <sighs> live action hmm. for the Disney app streaming service. Exactly. When, when does that even go live? <laughs> He's like, fuck, I'm going to be buying that uh, app. No, because I didn't want to buy CBS All Access, yeah, and I then did. I did, and now the show's yeah. good, and I'm mad. But you can drop it when the show's not on. And I will, but geez. Which but that's going that's to a as pain well. in the ass. It's, I, I just, mean, like, it's it almost is. worse than cable now. Gotta I, log I in. It's not like Stan versus Evil, where I can just watch it and go, mm. I highly disagree that it's worse than cable, though. I, okay. Because if, when I want to drop my CBS All Access, I log into the website, and you turn and it off. Click Cancel and I'm done. Yeah, and guess what? But the, mm. the strange you know side what? effect is cable's gotten cheaper because everybody they, they everybody's comp- competing. Right, they have competition. Yeah, huh? they've they've realized they need to. Oh, lazy. Sling, I'm lazy, Tony. You <laughs> get all these channels okay. on Sling or through Amazon or. You know. So they're going to be bringing, and it, and it's not going to be the Netflix shows. This is mm. a, a whole new show. They so a budget they said what it's going to be. We'll be there. There will be a budget. Mm-hmm. You but think? It, but again, they want to bring people on to it. So mm-hmm. they're they're going to throw some money at it. And Lord knows Disney has all the money. Right. Uh, what so, if it's Moon Knight? Well, I hope it's not. The comparison. The comparison I'm putting. I really hope it's not. The comparison. What I'm if putting, it's Hawkeye? <laughs> I'm I'm good with that. The comparison I'm putting out there is as I I've been pretty vocal about the lack the very apparent lack of budget on the Marvel Netflix shows. You? Uh, yeah. Um, but you look at Discovery, which I believe the budget's $8 million an episode. God it's dang. up there. And you see every fucking penny of it. Or so good. HBO so doing between 10 and $12 million per episode of Game of Thrones. So yeah. go ahead and do your 8 to 12 episodes per season. Put your budget into it. Make mm-hmm. a goddamn good show that's worth watching. Legion was not inexpensive. No. Uh, they, but they also put a director who knew how to Music work rights the alone. The yeah. soundtrack yeah. was amazing. Just, yes. just, just one Pink Floyd song I can think of probably set him back and you know the oh, episode yeah. of one uh, budget of one big bang Floyd theory. ain't cheap no uh, so the so there's that but they're talking they haven't announced what the live action Star Wars show is going to be they have said that uh, they're going to do uh, 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 an adaptation of the Monsters Inc films they're going to do the High School Musical series on there but they're bringing a ton of uh, new programming it's just to the messy. to the oh, Disney. Why? Like it's just it's, I don't know. It's, so, there's too I'm, much TV. I'm hoping the Star Wars show is a live action remake of the droids cartoon. <laughs> I, I hope the Star Wars show is just a camera on me every week as my head explodes from every new announcement. The Rian, just lead, the, just lead tell a really long Star Wars uh, story. Yeah. So Rian no. Johnson got his own trilogy. Well, yeah, then that's the next thing. What if it's Kylo Ren as a Southern Baptist preacher? I would watch that show. 
I would watch that show. Because <laughs> that's how he plays in Battlefront 2. He plays like a Southern Baptist preacher with force powers. Uh, yeah, so Ryan, excited to play this game. And then the announcement, uh, Ryan Johnson has been handed the keys to the Star Wars Kingdom. They like, they like the less Jedi so much. Because well, he went like, weird with it. Yeah, he's like, he's our guy. Yeah. Uh, and we're giving, you said, we're going to give you a new your three own films, your own trilogy. Your own corner of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you you do it. That'd be like if somebody said, Lee, we, we love what, how much you ate that cinnamon roll. We're giving you your own cineholic. Mm, <laughs> cinnamon roll. So uh, that's what? how much. That's, that's non sequitur, Shannon. I'm sorry. That's you should realize. Uh, that's that's how much they loved uh, the, the Last Jedi. They've they've got so much confidence in this guy. They're like, uh, and he tweeted, "Obviously, I hope you like the Last Jedi, but man, now I really hope you like the Last Jedi." <laughs> uh, please, for the love of everything sparkly, stop sending me your fan theories because yeah, you're, you're yeah you're for one. You're most likely wrong. Yeah. Two, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And three, if you are right, I'm going to be pissed off that you spoiled it for me. Yes! Movie yes! I don't, yes! Want yeah. I don't want him either. I don't care if you think Dark Luke is going to happen. I don't care if you think Dark Luke's a clone. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you think Ray's a Palpatine. I don't fucking care. Let's do as our ancient pagan grandfathers of old did. Wait for the fucking movie and see what happens. My man. My man. Exactly. I read something that made me excited. I read something about uh, Luke using the Force to... Pulled Star Destroyers out of the sky? Yep. What happened in the video games? In the video yep. game, it happened. In uh, what, uh, Force Awakens. No. Yeah. No, Force Unleashed. Force so, Unleashed. But, again, Force Unleashed. Oh. but again, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. That's, That's a happy like, thing no, in my that, head. I mean, write your own. Let me have it. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. I need it. But don't I just, expect that. I just hope that if it happens right before he does it, I want to hear I want to hear that SmackDown talk Yoda gave him because he couldn't lift the X-Wing out of the swamp. Yeah. Size matters not. Then the it's it's good news, bad news, this next story. It's it's bad news for me, but it's it's good news for DC Comics. Oh, yeah, this was Holy crazy. Shit. Yeah. This is all anyone was talking about this was a good at story. Dr. Bolts on Wednesday. When People I that in. don't read comic books were getting well, a hold of me to be like, hey, what what's this, this big deal? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal because Huge. Bendis has been for the last 17 years. Brian Michael Bendis is who we're talking about. And anytime I saw a book with his name on it, I knew, regardless of the character, I knew I would enjoy reading that. He made yeah. X-Men fun again. He did. He remembered that it was supposed to be well, fun. He invented Jessica Jones. Right. How about I'm that? Gonna, That's I'm going to go even further. He is the he he basically created the Marvel universe that exists that right exists now. right now. Yeah. Exactly. And in turn, he kind of uh, inspired the 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 movie universe. He created Miles Morales. Let's not forget yeah. that. He created the whole uh, all the that ultimate, whole, right, he did. That whole ultimate the universe. Ultimate universe. He's yeah. he's writing. Some of the best Iron Man right now, Riri Williams is Ironheart. It's so fucking good, and my nieces dig it. I pass the issues on to them, and they're like, "Yay!" when they get them. Yeah. Uh, so he he's he's responsible for all of that shit, and a lot of that shit he's he's had his fingers in some of the movie mm-hmm. stuff as well. They've come to him and said, "What should we do?" Uh, he, I honestly, That's I exciting. I have a fan theory myself. It's just mine. A fan theory about reality? Well, about we, we about why said, he left. Yeah, I but we that, haven't said what's I going think on. I know. He has gone to DC now. Exclusive. He's Exclusive. exclusively with DC Comics, so that it, means it, he's going to be writing. I think I know right. why he did know? it. Well, and here's this thing. This is a one. Yes, it's a big deal that it's Bendis. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. But the other thing is, 
This is a huge deal because usually when uh, like DC or Marvel will announce somebody's gone exclusive, mm-hmm. they've mostly been writing for that company yeah. for a long yeah. time, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're like, "We want to keep you, right? Yeah. Right? This and but this is like when Kirby jumped from Marvel, Marvel is, to DC. It's a big fucking it's a deal. Say, it's it's huge. Yeah. And uh, he he uh, tweeted. He said, "This is real. Change is good. Change is healthy. I'm bursting with ideas and inspirations. Details to come. Stay tuned." Um, he's also got a great independent comic called Scarlet that I think you should read. Oh, anyway, so good. Yeah. Uh, but I have my person. I don't have any evidence of this. It's this all is, speculation. This is just me right now yeah. saying I think he got so much shit over Secret Empire. Oh, you think that's what it is? That he just w- and and then Marvel pushed back and said, "Look, you got to t- no, you got to fix all of this shit." I think he just went, "You know what? I don't fuck y'all." I think <laughs> I think DC backed a truckload of money up to his door and said, "Hey, I, you want to come play in our sandbox?" I hope that's right. I and he's like, because "Sure." He got so much shit for Secret Empire. Well, and, and also, he shouldn't have because it was so well. So well done. I read the whole thing. And it could also be just like he's written fucking everybody. And, and maybe that's 17 it. years, I think, yeah, at Marvel. He's yeah. written so literally everybody in that time, universe. Just time now. for a new toy box. And you know? I respect that. I haven't, yeah. I haven't walked into a comic shop and bought a comic in a long time because I can't afford it Same. really and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, if I find out that Bendis is writing Superman... Oh. Or Justice League, Green Lantern. or Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I. Me too. I'll be in there. I, oh. But he's really good. At, he's really good at street level characters. I'll yeah. bet he could take some of their street level characters and Batman. Really, um, well, Tim King is doing really uh, good with I'm, Batman right the, now. The Bendis but, character I want is is Booster Gold. I bet he could do some great things with that. I'll bet he could even make the question interesting. Or Swamp Thing. Or Mr. Terrific. Or even, yeah. I want one of them fair play jackets. (laughs) (laughs) That shit is fire, yo. I'm still thinking about Green Lantern. Uh, (laughs) Which one? Mm. So then there's that. And uh, a couple of final things here, and then we'll get get to games, and uh, we'll get to Jimmy's interview. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just what? realized we're going to be seeing Justice League on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, you will. Oh, shit, I forgot. So, uh, well, we'll tell you about that next episode. Uh, there's, if you can find it, good luck. Good Housekeeping Magazine featuring Deadpool. What? Uh, what? Oh. What? Yes. Okay. What? It's real. Get the fuck. Good house. Oh, is that where they came up with that Thanksgiving? That's yeah, where the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving poster Thanksgiving. is. That thanks- okay. Yeah, but there is, there is an issue huh. of Good Housekeeping magazine featuring Deadpool. It's got recipes <laughs> featuring heck? Deadpool's favorite D's spiced nuts, <laughs> a hearty and healthy holiday snack that is so tantalizing, <laughs> you might just gobble up a whole sack of them by yourself. Oh, of course. Also, the candy creamy clam skinny dip. <laughs> Enjoy it, and they're real recipes. Enjoy the tangy, smooth taste of a creamy clam dip that will leave your guests begging for more. <laughs> uh, wait. Oh, there's more? <laughs> when, when Good Housekeeping called and asked me to be a contributor, this is Wade Wilson speaking, to uh, their holiday issue, I was completely shocked and flattered. I'm a huge fan. It's always been a dream of mine to visit the Good Housekeeping mansion and bathe in their infamous grotto. But unlike most men, huh. unlike most men, I read Good Housekeeping for the articles. <laughs> oh good Housekeeping said, Deadpool's persistence to be in Good Housekeeping was impressive. Initially, we had no idea who he was, let alone that he was a fan of the magazine. Uh, but after repeated attempts to ignore his passion, 
we came to compromise. He could appear in one issue if he promised to stop leaving care packages at our editors' homes and agreed to maintain a 50-foot distance from the good housekeeping offices <laughs> and our staff. Maximum effort. But, uh, yeah, so, right. But yeah, the, uh, the Thanksgiving poster that you yeah. see out there, it's in that magazine. There were very few issues made, so if you can find it, good luck. This, well, no, I feel like I saw something on Facebook. It's like a yeah. picture of like... The, like most of the Deadpool the cast, cast like yeah. at the like table for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's, my god that's the movie for Deadpool 2 that's the Deadpool 2 poster for the holidays oh, I mean awesome. it doesn't come out until February yeah, or March I was right. say. but this is just kind of their promotion to remind you they, we're still here and, they you know, are the people be, the, whoever's behind the promotion the marketing team is holy shit they because yeah. they killed it on the last one too yeah mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. no that's that's just <laughs> that's just fun fuck that's that's fun that's fun marketing Yep, I, I I like it. They're really good. That's so cool. All right, uh, do you have uh, games, and then we'll uh, we'll call it. I sure do. So this is uh, for the week of the uh, 14th through the like 17th, or no, mm-hmm. that's only three days. Anyway, that week that works. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff coming out right now. They're trying to shovel it all out before the holidays, before your big uh, Black Friday shopping. Uh, so we'll start with uh, we got. I thought I talked about this one last time, but maybe not. Batman: The Telltale Series on Switch. Mm. So you can get that to play on the go. Telltale makes that's good. when we only got to push yeah, yeah. one button, huh? Yeah, yeah that, you, yeah, it's, it's you're up your alley. You can't break it. Unbreakable. You can't break it. Perfect for him. <laughs> we got uh, something called Demon Gaze Two for the PlayStation Four. It's G A Z E. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? G A Z E, like gaze into the abyss <laughs> kind <laughs> of a thing. Uh, we got okay. So this one looks pretty cool. <laughs> Demon gays. <laughs> That's different. Not a bunch of gay demons. Shannon, that was like That'd 20 seconds ago. Yeah. That, well, that means be. it was the best joke. Yeah. <laughs> the process. Um, do you guys remember L.A. Noir when it yep. came yeah, out yeah, a little yeah. while back? Yeah. Is that uh, with uh, what's his face? Punisher. N- no. Wait, no. is John Bernthal in L.A. Yeah, no, Noir? That's who it was. Like that. There was that show that had Simon Pegg. It was Mob City. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, this, I, is, I, this is a TV series. This yeah. is a video game. Okay, yeah. my bad. Dana Gold. That's all right. <laughs> but it was in, but it was in the st- mob city was in the in style that, of in L.A. That noir. In that style. But Jay remembers. Oh. Yes. So L.A. Noir. I did okay. <laughs> I did okay. We're, we're going back. That's what he calls it. Yeah. yeah that's right. Right. In Jay World, it's the, L.A. Noir. In Jay World, that's yeah. what I want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's woke ass trucks. Here on Earth. On Earth. Lee, did you hear woke my, my uh, idea for maximum overdrive? Uh, woke ass trucks. Yeah. Woke trucks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, works. Face down, ass up. It's Jay's world. That's how I like yeah. to truck. So in this uh, version of the Decagorgon, um, <laughs> it's a Decagon. Dog. Oh right, I say it how I want, dude. Tony, uh, oh, so that's so that's so that's Johnny Cash. No, that's Willie Nelson, obviously. No, that's Johnny Cash, Jeez, man. Get with it. It's a ring of water. Uh, so they re- they redid L.A. Noir for the new systems because it came out back on the 360 PS3s so and now PS4, Xbox yeah, it, it One, Switch. Uh, yeah, get, they updated the graphics a little bit and whatnot, but uh, that's a really neat uh, game to play through. Uh, we got Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Yes! Yeah. I love playing this I game with my son. I can play those games too. I yeah. love playing this game with my son. Yeah. So that should be uh, hopefully pretty good. Uh, we got uh, Rocket League on the Switch is finally out, so you can... Play car soccer on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhyme for the Switch. That one came out on the other systems a little while ago. I'm not really sure. I have it on PC because I want it in a drawing, but I haven't played it yet. I, I can't tell you. It looks like it's got really pretty graphics, though. It looks like Mist. Yeah, the cover does look similar to yeah, Mist. Yeah, the Mist has right. got a Mist vibe to it. Yep. 
Uh, and uh, okay, the big one this week though is definitely Star Wars Battlefront Two. Battlefront my review. I'm going to get it today. Hey, you've, been, you've been playing the early access version of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I pre-purchased, so I've got. Are those time. your big plans for later? Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> let me let me run through the rest of this list, then we'll talk about yeah, Battlefront Two. I'll make it quick. I don't know why. Okay, I'll make it quick. I didn't realize today was the 11th. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's not out. Until Happy Veterans Day, everybody. We got. Uh, let's oh, yeah. see. Happy Veterans Day. None Jay. of that matters. Yeah, happy Veterans Day. No, I'm Thank talking you. about these games I'm looking at. None of these games matter. Thank you for your service. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never heard of these, like Ashes Cricket, Akatakata Turtle Racing. Akatakata Turtle Racing. Let's talk about Battlefield. Okay, so no, this is a big one, though. Okay, all right. The new Pokemon games come out for 3DS right now. Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. Empty your wallets. Yeah, so if you like those on 3DS, that's right up your alley. And then I another. This oh, is Sun and Moon and Alpha Sapphire. It's a big. It's a big week. Uh, you got The Holy Sims Four shit. as well. Mm. Um, if you're into The Sims, and then another uh, way to play Elder Scrolls uh, Skyrim in your toilet. Oh my god! Yeah. So this one's on the Switch now, and also Skyrim VR on the PlayStation VR. Oh, no, so you can no, play a VR version. No, no Skyrim VR for yeah. me. This is yeah. why. So this is Skyrim. Why, period. Oh, I love Skyrim. But <laughs> I liked it too, but I was like, "This is yeah." But my but if life. I could just yeah. if I could just go there and not come back, I'd be all right. Like if they said, "Mr. Cade, you've got a week to live. Just put me on the VR, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can you'll always you'll always find me. You'll always find me in the grid." They did that uh, episode <laughs> of Black Mirror just yep. like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Battlefront Two. Uh, played about four hours of the game so far. Um, I'm playing the single-player campaign mode. I don't know how many hours of gameplay you get out of that, but it teaches you how to play Battlefront. Okay. Oh, good, because so, I need that, too. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, yeah. First, your first mission, you're, you're an a Imperial Special Forces officer who's been captured by the Rebels, and it's, it's during the Battle of Endor. So the the bunker is is under assault and by you're being Ewoks. by by Han Solo oh. and you're being interrogated <laughs> and when the interrogators leave the room your first mission that teaches you gameplay mechanics is using one of those little spider droids that she's got stashed oh. in another part of the ship okay and so you learn how the controls work so uh, through the first three missions you learn the control system how how combat works. Which is great. So it's telling you through yeah. a story how to do the, Cause, the mission. Because again, I need that because I didn't get Battlefront One because there were no single right. player missions. But the missions themselves will blow your mind because when mm. she gets off that ship where she's being interrogated, she gets her squad back together to go retake the bunker and bring up the energy barrier again. Mm. Oh! And so as they're assaulting the bunker to take it back, the second Death Star blows up, mm. and they're looking up and like, "What do we do now?" Right? So it's kind of amazing. So. You know, four hours in, it's bridging that gap between episode uh, episode six and episode seven. It's cool. it's definitely telling a long form story, and there are times where you actually feel a little bad for the fascist that you're playing. Mm. That's very hard for me. I don't want to feel bad for the fascist. I want to hate the fascist. But there are moments where you realize, oh, and the, and the rebels are the bad guys. Very clearly, they're this this phantom boogeyman that everybody's afraid of. You never really see them up close. Like when the Mon call, there's a a mission where you're scavenging through the ruins of the second Death Star trying to find some stuff and the, and, a, and a cruiser pops into war. It's terrifying. I mean, it's and it's interesting seeing the Rebels and being scared for a minute. Yeah, you know, So really cool. uh, very, very good game. And as far as the combat missions are concerned, um, I have a new appreciation for Kylo Ren's shit fits because <laughs> when, when he has his temper tantrum, and again, he's, he's preaching like a Southern Baptist preacher, he's, he's literally like ranting about the power of the dark side and how... You will see the wow. power of the dark side, and uh, 
a couple times he channels grandfather. So grandfather, show me the way. Uh, his his tantrums, like he gets stronger as he gets weaker. He's kind of hulks out on you. Oh, yeah. And and That's some cool. of his uh, That's kind of cool. Some of his force explosions are a little brutal. Like so. I said, he scares me more than Vader. Well, yeah, because he's got an unhinged personality. Yeah. He's, I mean, he didn't Vader find always felt like he was in control of himself. Yeah. yeah. Kylo yeah. Ren does not give no. that vibe. Well, because yeah. Kylo, you know? Kylo exactly. found out who Grandpa was when he was like 16, yeah. and it had been hidden from him. So when, when that revelation was made, he kind of lost all faith in his in his family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, it's it's a brutal game. It's a beautiful game. Uh, the the fighter combat is is so much better. Because I, I want to fly in a spaceship and blow shit up. You will fly the spaceship <laughs> and blow stuff up. My ship, the A-Wing, I fucking love the A-Wing. Uh, that thing is a beast. Because when you hit the after thrusters and, and you're... you're Oh, the rumble. controllers oh, rattling. Rumble. That's, cool. Control rumble. That's great. It's it's a lot of fun. So the the loot crate system. Look how happy Kiki is. Look at it. Oh yeah. <laughs> the loot crate system. I do have some issues with. I don't like the fact that people can buy stuff and actually have better weapons than me. I think it should be kind of like Overwatch, and it's just cosmetic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's how loot crate should be. Yeah. I, I also read yeah. that you can uh, play a, a certain part of it as Bosk. Oh yeah. So, that, <laughs> yeah, we, we. I was happy. Yeah, I, my, I was happy to. My see son that. played Bosk last night, and he uh, he he. He trash talks when he's walking around. He's got that great reptile yeah. voice. Yeah. So, see you later. Oh, he's marching down the stairs. So, yeah, it's, right. it's fun stuff. Okay, oh, so I'll, I'll get it. I, nine out of stars. Nine out of stars? Yeah. All right. I got to make a recommendation, too. Yes. I just started playing Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Oh! oh Nazi punch. So good. So many ways to punch a Nazi. I'm only about an hour into it, but I'm sold 100%. It is, it is just phenomenal. Great, fr- great game. I watched a friend play it, and I was like, this shit Dude. is fire. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to go kill some some uh, Nazis, and who doesn't? And who doesn't? Exactly. Go check Richard out Wolfenstein too. That's gonna say. <laughs> all right. I uh, well, uh, thank you, thank you all for coming. Let's go eat. Thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> I brought also gifts for you guys for thank for having me back. Wow. Oh, that's right. Prints yeah. for oh, you guys. Thank you. Oh. To give you guys. Well, let's 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 take a look at them real oh, quick yeah, here. Sure, sure, sure. Look at before we go she she made it she made a stuff so my first print is bishop so you can have oh cool oh my god that is something very cool that is very cool now this is the stuff that you sell at uh, cons right yes did you hold it up for the camera (laughs) camera. let's let's do that for the camera there you go look at you these are all her cosplays kiki's just kiki's my personality my nerd personality you're an excellent bishop i love it i love it i love it i love it gorgeous miles morales and Very then, cool. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I have another second like bishop one, yeah. and like yeah, you guys get to pick which I, one you want. I, I will, I will sign them for oh, you because you guys are so awesome. And again, will, thank you for awesome. having me. Thank you. I will take a Miles because my daughter will love that picture because she thinks mm-hmm. you're great and she loves Miles. Oh, so. mm. I, love I think that. we get one of each of them. I can't decide. I think I want this one because you're wearing oh. an Iron Man shirt. I know. I, I know my son's gonna want the Miles. Miles, <laughs> I gotta have Bishop with a gun. Now remind everybody where we can find you, like uh, Twitter Kiki and Furia, all that. Yeah, on Facebook. Maybe spell, uh, spell your last name. But, so Kiki, F-U-R-I-A, Kiki mm-hmm. Furia. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, Twitter. Yeah. And all I'm the just, medias. Yeah, I post lots of geeky stuff too, things that I like, movies that I've seen, mm-hmm. games I'm playing, jokes. Awesome. With me and my clan. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, stay tuned for uh, Jimmy's interviews with the uh, casts and, and directors of Coco and Mudbound. Oh, Mary J. Blige is in Mudbound. That's, That's right. Queer hip hop and R&B. Yeah, and Garrett Hedlund. All right. 
And uh, so, yeah, stick around for that. Mr. B, if you would, please. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, Ham, I just, one thing I just, uh, I just love you. You've just always been a stand up guy. We could always count on you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hope you're not trending soon. Oh my God. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Same here. Thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful tale. I absolutely love it. Uh, what inspired you to tell this tale? Yeah, so, you know, the script came to me in 2015. It was originally a script by a writer named Virgil Williams, and that inspired me to go back and read Hillary's book, because I hadn't read her book. And the thing that I responded to in Hillary's work was the internal monologues. Yeah. I think the things that people say to themselves is more interesting and revealing than what they'll say to others. Yeah. And secondly, I like these multiple points of view, and the chance to tell a story from two two perspectives was, sure. was the draw. And when I rewrote it, my, my kind of, like, focus was making the Jackson family whole and making this dark, symbiotic relationship apparent where mm-hmm. they're more mirrors of each other than they are, you know, disparate. Yeah. Mary Jane Carey said that the reason they jumped onto this project was because of you. Oh, yeah. why, did you why did you select them? <laughs> well, I love them because I just like actresses that are willing to throw away all vanity sure. and completely disappear in a character. And both Carrie and Mary are actresses that, that, that do that. So for Laura, who's Carrie, who Carrie Mutt Mulligan plays, I needed an actress who could be two women, you yeah. know. You know, she goes from Laura of the mind, we meet her in Memphis, upright, civility, formality, and then she becomes Laura of the body, like slumping, rounded farm wife who's chewing calluses off her hands. Yeah. And for Florence, I needed a woman who could have a very exterior reserve, you know, like, like a reserved kind of a- affect, but sure. have a raging emotional inner life. And Mary brought that. And if you've ever been in any of her concerts, it's like a therapy session <laughs> with like thousands of people because <laughs> she's like living every line. She's sure. making you feel it. And I knew that she as Florence could like make us feel and with a look yeah. say a thousand things absolutely yeah. as a director who inspired you kind of growing up and you know uh, other directors or other artists or I would say most of my inspiration came from the literary world you know mm. like I read a lot I was a big like geek so I would say like um, <laughs> Alice Walker cool. um, Jesus like I'll, like choose your own adventure books <laughs> like they came from like everywhere Toni Morrison so like I read a lot of things and yeah. that was that was my escape like that was how I kind of like got away like Gloria Naylor and like now like um, David Foster Wallace so I, I just <laughs> read everything and like nice. literature to me is what feeds me what was the uh, the most difficult scene to film uh, ironically I think digging that hole was like the hardest scene oh, wow. like beyond the tank like the tank battle we shot before lunch like you know the lynching scene we had two days but yeah. like that hole like we had to wait for the perfect day because we could shoot all the um, high angle stuff you yeah. know on any day and have like you know shade but the the low angle stuff shooting up we need like this perfect kind of gray sky and so yeah. and then we you know we dump we throw Garrett in a hole we're dumping water on him and we're not sure about the water table of the land itself how fast that's going to rise yeah. so I'd say the kind of burial scene was like one of the harder things to shoot you know yeah. Yeah. And we shot this whole thing in 29 days, which is insane. Oh but, like, <laughs> of it all, like, digging that damn hole was, like, <laughs> the thing. Um, I'm, I'm from Salt Lake, and this mm-hmm. movie premiered at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the moment you knew you had something special? I would say, I just feel like, you know, it's always at first screening, like, with an audience, you know? Like, yeah. as an artist, you're in the room with your editor, and you think you have it, but you never know when you get that first audience response. So sure. at Sundance, you know, I was thinking, okay, we did it, because you could feel the room, you could feel the emotion, you could hear the gasps. Yeah. And so, for me, like, it's the biggest compliment, you know, to make people feel, you know, because if they're feeling something, that means they've invested in these characters, and they're they're believing them. They're not just watching a film. They're yeah. experiencing it. Absolutely. As a director, is there a genre that you want to try next, or something that you're 
you thrive for? Yeah, I got a couple things up my sleeve. Like I have this like long gestating like sci-fi pet project I want to do. So oh. <laughs> hopefully, well, I'm gonna do next a film with Carrie. It's gonna be great. It's called an, an Uncivil War. But yeah. then like after I get clear of that, like I'm gonna do this sci-fi, and I also have like a horror on deck oh. with like Jason Bloom. So we're gonna do this Bloom House, you know. So I got some cool stuff lined up. That's awesome. Thank you so much for cool. doing this. Thanks so much. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, Thank this you. movie is beyond phenomenal, and you guys are fantastic in it. Thank um, you. When you first received the script, what was the first thing that initially sparked your interest into it? Well, my interest was D. Yeah. <laughs> D. Reese, the director. Um, I was already a fan from Bessie and Pariah, and I was blown away by the script because it was just such a powerful script about how love could save the day in such a terrible time and how much we need each other more than we think we need each other and just how much, how close and relative to the times we're living in right now the yeah, movie is. Absolutely. So, that's what drew me in. Yeah, similarly, it was working with Dee. Yeah. Um, the script was great, and I loved the book, and um, and I really liked the character. But it was it was talking to Dee on the phone, having seen her work. Yeah, you know yeah. the idea that w whatever she does next is going to be amazing, and I want to be a part of it. Really, one of the things I liked about the film is like these random facts are kind of there about that time. Like you know when he talks about the helmets and the planes and stuff like that. Reading the script, was there anything that you learned about that time that really interested you? I think. For, I mean, <laughs> the, I think in. More broadly, I think I was sort of naive to. To the, I think it was a period of history that I'd never really thought about. I didn't. Yeah. I hadn't thought. I hadn't thought about what it was like, you know, for these men to go to war and give everything and, and sacrifice their lives for their country and then come home to a segregated society. It just completely blew me away. I. I don't think I'd ever thought about it. So yeah. for me, it was the whole. It was that era of, um, you know, segregation and how, you know someone could could give everything for their country and their country could treat them like dirt and yeah. just and, yeah. and there'd never been a film about it as yeah. far as I could tell and so it was it wasn't sort of singular facts it was like gosh this society that, that people lived in and then of course the more you explore it the more you realize how similar it is to where we are today and how yeah. little has yeah. actually changed as, as harsh as the story is uh, what was the most challenging scene to film for both of you the most challenging scene for me would be the barn scene where oh, Ronzel is all hung up and strung out and that was that was very challenging for me yeah and um of course washing his body because it was so much real real stuff taking place in the yeah. world at the time um i had gotten up a, a picture of some a man being lynched in atlanta that day in real life from someone that i knew and it was just really wow yeah so i, w I was having a hard time that day with you know just with that sure yeah it was crazy <laughs> Uh, the hardest scene. Oh, I mean, uh, I think it was <laughs> a scene where the, the where uh, Henry comes home and the girls are sick and they have whooping cough and I tell him to go and get uh, a doctor, and um, the sweet girls um, who were meant to be dying um, were like giggling and having a great time, <laughs> and I had to keep sort of shoving them under a, a, a sheet and sort of pretending that they were. And I was obviously meant to be very distressed, but I couldn't quite muster the distress because they were so evidently happy and healthy. So, yeah. Um, just you know, never worked with kids and animals. Although they were very, very good children and excellent young actresses. I'm actually, they said like I'm from Salt Lake, and this movie premiered at Sundance. And uh, I was kind of curious, what was the moment you realized you had something special here? At Sundance, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw, you know, with everyone else and I saw the film and I saw the colors and how beautiful it was shot and the, the shots and just us, you know, in the film, I was like, wow, um, I'm a part of something really, really special here. Yeah. And the standing ovation was like, wow. Yeah. 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 Endless. yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely. Pleasure yeah. meeting you guys. Thank you Thank so much. You for Thank you. Pleasure to meet you.
you uh, as well. This is an amazing performance and just an absolute beautiful story. Uh, but I got to ask you, you get knocked around in this thing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And in a few times it looked like you made contact. Did you ever get, get one in the, in, right in the chin? Not in the chin, in the ribs, in the chest, <laughs> pretty much everywhere around. But it was... Uh, I think it was all quite justified. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we were we were blocking through some of these scenes, and and you know, it was all kind of we would block it out just a little bit, just so Rachel Morris and our DP could see what she was going to do with it. But really, it was all kind of improvised, and they want us to sort of swing at each other. And for everything that you know, I guess my character was doing through the film, I was just like, just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I deserve it. It looked like it hurt. <laughs> so. When you got the script, what was the first thing that sparked your interest into joining the project? Well, I mean, the script was was quite beautiful. It was unlike anything that I'd I'd, I'd really read. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd only read you know wonderful um, you know novels in high school that sort of resembled kind of what these characters were going through, and yeah. and to be able to be a part of something like this was kind of you know, the opportunity of a lifetime. I thought the characters were beautifully written. Yeah. They were painful, they were poetic, tragic, and, um, you know, and to work with Dee Reese on this was, was something that was a must, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I'd, I'd be proud to be in every Dee Reese film from now on. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I liked about the films was like these little facts that kind of get thrown in there, like you're in the, in the plane with the helmet and talking about you know, dumped it on your head and stuff like that. Were there any facts in the film that you didn't know that you found interesting? <laughs> oh, urinating on some of the, um, yeah, yeah, and the flak helmet, yeah. urinating those, and when you're 20,000 feet up, yeah. it freezes like, um, any other fa- I don't know, you know, it was interesting. Not so many facts I learned, but actually, when we when we actually shot the, the scenes where we're up in the air in the plane, we shot that maybe a few months after production because they didn't have the, we couldn't find the right plane. Okay. And within this time, I was actually able to try and start my own pilot's license oh, wow. before we even shot those scenes. And I mean, I only maybe got about eight or 10 hours, but within what I learned during that experience to be able to offer to our cinematic experience was something that, yeah. you know, that was a lot to learn. What was uh, the most challenging scene to film? There's so many scenes where all right, most challenging is you know dancing with Carrie Mulligan at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that was it's so hard to you know to dance with somebody so beautiful for yeah. for but you know all day. <laughs> that was the challenging part. You've been in some great films. And I'm just curious if there's a genre that you haven't done yet that you'd like to try out. Done future? I guess I've done the past. I don't know. Haven't? <laughs> I'm. I think I'm in uh, dire need for a little bit of the present time. The present time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Not prison time. Present time. Prison time. (laughs) Pleasure meeting you, man. You as well. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, Can I ask, what is the superpower with Pixar directors to make grown men cry in theaters? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we just try to tell stories that are really honest and maybe tap into some um, just base human feelings that we all share, no matter where we are on the planet. And uh, I don't know, we try to to make ourselves feel something, and hopefully if we've done that, then maybe other people watching the film will feel something as well. Great film for children, actually for our whole family, really. But what do you hope children walk away with after they see this film? Um, I think, I hope that that they walk away curious about the stories of of their family. And, And 
when I was growing up, my parents were my parents, and I never really thought about, oh, wh where did you go to school? How did you meet? <laughs> All of these questions. But as you get older, um, uh, it, it becomes really interesting to know these stories because there's so much that you can learn. So I hope the youngest person in the family calls up the oldest person in the family <laughs> and says, what were you like as a kid? Yeah. Uh, uh, what were your dreams? What, what were your challenges? Because I think to know that stuff is, is really important nowadays. Music is also a huge part of this movie, so sure. we also hope that kids will want to go home and pick up a musical instrument, <laughs> honestly, because uh, music uh, only makes people's lives better. Absolutely. And uh, if people can see this movie and be inspired to take up a musical instrument, that yeah. we would feel very happy. Speaking of like families and like, and like uh, Pixar directors, I had an earlier interview that said that you actually kind of chimed in on Finding Dory. Uh, gave them some tips. Did any other uh, Pixar directors come in and kind of give you some tips with this project? Oh, we always do. Every We have a kind of a, it's called the Brain Trust at Pixar, where <laughs> all of the different directors of the different projects come together periodically and we'll screen our films for each other so they can see the progress. And we get very honest criticism, but it's always very, very helpful. So, yeah, we try to be there for our friends and help them on their projects because we know there's going to come a day where we'll need their help <laughs> making our film better. Absolutely. One of the things I always ask uh, Pixar directors are Easter eggs. Are there any favorite ones that you have that we should be looking out for? Or There's some good ones. There's a, I don't know, there's a, there's a Toy Story reference in here that you mm -hmm. can keep an eye out for. Mm -hmm. We have the Pizza Planet truck I saw hidden in one. the film, as always. <laughs> um, I, 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 I tell people to keep an eye on the Alebrijes. There's there's a, a few little cameos <laughs> in there. I recognize some characters from other Pixar films. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Pixar, I don't, I mean, they, every time they knock it out of the park, and what do you think is the, that makes Pixar different than other animated studios? Well, there's never any guarantee, of course. Um, we've been at this for 25 years now making features, <laughs> and every new feature is just as hard as the first one. Yeah. Um, I think we have an environment at Pixar um, that is fostered from the top down by John Lasseter and Ed Catmull and Jim Morris um, to be supportive of the artists. And they understand that making movies and telling stories can be a really messy uh, process. Sure. Uh, you know, we mess up along the way quite a bit. Uh, we crash and burn, but we pick <laughs> ourselves up and we move on and try to learn from the mistakes that we've made and and steer towards um, you know the potential that we see for the projects that we're working on. And uh, I think it's that support and that um, that understanding that. Uh, uh, we, we need the creative room, we need sure. the time to let these films take shape that's allowed us to um, have as much success as we've had over yeah. the years. One of the things I love about the Pixar films are like them progressing the technology of things that they couldn't do before, like you know things you couldn't do five years ago. Is there something in this film technology-wise that you could have done five years ago? I think for this film, any given task, we've got really brilliant minds who, who have always been able to, to figure it out, but it's been the scope. You yeah. know, this this is a film where Big there's movie. multiple worlds um, of, of night and day, thousands of characters, living, skeletons, uh, fantastical creatures. Sure. They all need to be clothed and, and lit and, and modeled. <laughs> and to be able to pull that off with the resources we have just takes some really strategic thinking and, and, and prioritization. So we had a big appetite. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my last question is because I think, especially with this movie, because it's such musical base, and I ask everybody because I think it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, geez, it's <laughs> usually something from ABBA. I think for me, I don't know which <laughs> Dancing Queen. I don't know. Uh, what am I saying one. about myself? I uh, I've I've been a fan of um, the Proclaimers' Five Hundred Miles. That's a great lately. one. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for a great film. Thanks. Thanks. It's an absolute pleasure meeting you. 
Uh, thank you so much for a, such a great film. You're fantastic in it. Thank you. What was the first connection you had with Hector upon reading the script? Well, I didn't read the script. Oh. No, because they, 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 they tell you the story. You never <laughs> get to read the script as such. Uh, but when they told me about it, I mean, I, I, I was already convinced about doing it, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I did it because of the character, you know. Uh, I did it because the 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 whole I mean the the whole concept around it and the whole idea of of this film was just so good, you know. Yeah. And and, uh, and I liked being part of it. And now looking at the result, I'm so proud and so <laughs> delighted that I was part of it. One of, you, you mentioned the kind of the message of the film, and uh, one of my favorite is the seizure moment, chasing your dreams. Mm. Uh, when was the moment that you knew that you wanted to be an actor? No, I, 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 that's the thing that uh, with me, I always fought against being an actor. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be an actor for many, many years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, it is, uh, and I wanted to to do many other things, and I still think that for me, I, I accepted the fact that I am an actor uh, through other ways and, and reasons. I mean, I, I, I actually think I, I want to do other things, you know, yeah. in life. Uh, um, I mean, acting is something that we that we all can do in terms of like uh, it is it's like playing an instrument. We all have a music, yeah. you know. We all have something too that we can interpret. Yeah. And uh, and so so I think um, I mean I see still acting as my you know my 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 sport, my <laughs> something I love doing, yeah. something I enjoy a lot doing. Yeah. My discipline, you know, in a way. Your father. And I'm curious, what would you want your son to walk away with after seeing this film? Oh, well, first of all, that they have fun. Yeah. Uh, that they like the movie, you know, that they like the the, the film in general. And, and uh, I mean, I think we all, after watching this movie, we, we all reflect on our own experiences of, of that we have with family, with memory, with, with the loved ones, you know, with, uh, with what happens to life after death, you yeah. know, with what... Uh, what goes on, you know, and and the, and these questions are all really, really interesting, really sure. uh, constructive. So uh, I hope that my kids will come out having this, all these questions, you know. When you actually are allowed to read a script, if, you, if they actually give you one, is there something that just sparks your interest? Is it something that still excites you? Like, you know, what flares up the, the interest in it? Um, there's nothing specific. Yeah. And that's, that's the nice thing about all this is that the... <laughs> It is not. I'm not. Look, I'm anticipating and looking for something in particular. I'm just, uh, uh, in a way, maybe looking to be surprised in a sense. Yeah. Or, it's always a blank slate. It's always a, an open question. You know. I mean, and that's how I engage with the work that I do. Yeah. Is, is there something different about working with Pixar? It is. Uh, it is very special the way that they do things mm -hmm. because it's. The rigor that they, they they put into into the development, into the research, into the putting together the movie and the, the talent that they have, you know, and sure. how they insist every day in working and thinking about the film and making it and building it, it is just incredible the way that they do it, yeah. you know. So it is it is very special and very specific to the way that they work, definitely. Yeah. Uh, why? Because at the end they make really good movies, yeah. always. <laughs> so it is. I think, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's one of the the keys. And then my last question is, because uh, I ask everybody, and uh, your singing voice is beautiful in this film. Hi, ah, thank you. Yeah, I ask everybody because I think it tells a lot about a person. Is what is your go-to karaoke song? Oof, um, <laughs> depends. Depends on the mood. Depends yeah. on the night. Depends on 
but depends. But you know what I like a lot? I like when they just put a song and they tell me this one, this one for you. You know, <laughs> like I like I like when it's like like going, a random wheel. Well, it's like going to a restaurant. Sometimes it's nice not to choose. You know, oh, true. that somebody chooses for you. They say like this one. You know, so <laughs> it is nice. Yeah, because that's the whole point of the karaoke as well. No, to yep. to try out things even though you're not might not be amazing at. Yeah. Absolute pleasure meeting you. Thank you, the thank same. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you. It's a pleasure meeting both you guys. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for such a wonderful film. You guys yeah. are fantastic in thank it. Thank you. Uh, for both of you, what was the first connection you had with your character upon reading the script? Uh, well, the script is kind of the roadmap, yeah. um, but I think before they even... The, the cool thing about Pixar is they already know. It's a very, very labor-intensive process they go through and yeah. very prolonged. But when we first showed up at a, at a read-through, they, you know, they had images of... The, of, of, of what they were sort of going for. Sure. And so I, I had a, a rendering of what the guy I was going to play ultimate looked like. And, you know, the dimple in the chin, <laughs> the little spit curl on the front, you know, the explanation from them that he was essentially the Mexican version of Frank Sinatra, <laughs> like a bona fide movie star who would actually sing. Um, that was a great uh, initial insight into how to play the guy. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, uh, the first time I actually saw like a picture of Miguel, I realized, oh, I actually, we kind of look alike. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. And then as I got to know more of Miguel, I realized that we both just have like, an extreme passion for music. And we both value our family and we know how important family is. One of my favorite messages in the film is seize your moment, you know, chase your dreams. Yes. When was the moment that you guys knew that you wanted to act and take on that dream? Uh, you know, it's funny because I can relate to Miguel um, quite a bit because when I was in high school, I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. I, I knew I was bound for college, but I didn't have any idea um, about what my future held. And it was when I was in, uh, a freshman at college where, I, and remembering that my grandfather was a professional actor, that I, I, I went out for the school play there. And um, it was the first time that something actually spoke to me that, that was gratifying in terms of doing it, but also being reinforced by people around me, professors, etc., um, with the notion that it was something I might be able to succeed at. So it's a risk, it's a yeah. gamble. But, <laughs> but like Miguel, you, you, you have no choice when you're that passionate about pursuing some kind of artistic um, um, dream. And you have to follow it no matter what, even if it means abandoning your family for a moment, which he does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, um, I um, actually was, uh, discovered that I wanted to sing and act when I was four years old. Um, I actually um, started singing because of my siblings. They would sing and do street performance in La Placita Olvera. <laughs> wow. And I just, I would just look how much fun they're having in the stage. They're dancing, they're laughing, they're singing. And I just thought, I want to do that too. And then the, the moment I first stepped foot on that stage, I knew that I wanted to sing for the rest of my life. <laughs> and um, I was actually discovered by a director that, that she thought I would be a great actor. So she gave me this agent. And I've been with him since, since, since ever then, <laughs> since I was four years old. And I'm still with him now, and yes, I, and the first time I auditioned, I knew that I wanted to be an actor because it was just so much fun. One of the things I love about this film too is the, is the world they've created and yeah. the creatures that are on it. If you got to choose your own spirit animal, who would you choose? <laughs> what would you go uh, for? Like, in the movie, or like, would I have to make one up? No, you create your own. Oh, <laughs> ooh. Well, it, it, there's like, uh, the limit is imagination. Like, Pepita is not even a real creature, but it's just so cool how they, like, made that up. And I would just, ooh, that's a hard question. I would, <laughs> I would, I would love a monkey. There you go. Since, like, it's very silly. Or a cheetah, since it's fast and ferocious. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to have some version of an eagle. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. I, I like something that flies. And the ability to fly, yeah. Yeah. You both have beautiful voices in this film. 
and uh, this is my last question because I think it tells a lot about a person, is what is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke Which song? Which one's yours? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I have one. Uh, Anytime I try to sing in the car to the radio, my kids shut me up. Like, Dad, <laughs> Dad, don't, don't, don't sing. But now I can lord this over them. I'm actually a paid professional singer, so relax. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> uh, well, I, there's actually a lot of songs, like a lot of uh, Josh Groban, cool. Bruno Marsh, Sean Mendes. Uh, a lot of songs that I sing <laughs> and go. I love, yeah. Absolutely a pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you Thank so much you. for such a great film. Thank, Thank you. you. you